Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nerd Cube Podcast! Yay! 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 I'm also here. Yay! Yay! Hey! Hello. Uh, Woohoo! Yes. Basically, we all forgot to do any research this week, so that was Dan attempting to pad out yeah, the three hours. That's like uh, when the Simpsons that, has a longer it, introduction than normal, like a really long count. Turn, turns out that only filled 45 seconds, so we're still Shit. a fair bit short here. All right, everybody got anything to feel for these next few you know, hours? I heard this for Baywatch, right? The reason they that the entire intro is in slow motion is legitimately because they couldn't fill the last like minute or so of the, of the first episode of the show. So they just like half the speed the intro to double the length. <laughs> like that's leg- like legitimately true. Wow. I know. That's why they did a lot of slow mo in those episodes as well because they just couldn't fill the fucking time. They didn't have the budget to. So well, just... it was quite it was quite a long show for a show about lifeguards pulling people out of the sea, which is not the most complex or long winded procedure. Yeah, mm. you just grab them, dump them on the shore, and then just like flex and jiggle your boobies. Not not to be unfair to lifeguards, but like it's not a complex procedure or a long one. It's a very important procedure. If any of you listening are lifeguards, thank you for your service. It's very appreciated. But does it really need an hour long show a week to discuss? Yes. It was okay, fun. Good. Hey Matt, so- the audio is so- really shitty was- on the stream. Tan, I probably- know. We don't mention that, that because we're we, we we're vodding. Yeah, and I've I know, already but fixed I just it. Want to point I've out how yeah, it's really I've, awful. It still is. I had already fixed it. Quite. I'd already fixed it. You say we're vodding. There's a chance this video just won't go up like last time. Well, yeah, but that was because you lost your fucking audio. Quiet, baby. Quiet, girl. Yeah. Also, I've already fixed it. I fixed it before you'd even mentioned it. So you can go fuck yourself. It still sounds shitty on mine, but maybe that's just because it's your voice. Hmm. Hey, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll be back in a second. What? What? I want to point out he did turn up after the explosion and the intro happened because he went for a piss and he sort of ran back. And he just you could hear him running and panting in the background. We also don't know where he's gone now, which possibly means like he's just heard like someone in peril of fire across the city with his super hearing. He's just had to nip out to save them. Yeah, I'm back. Well, oh, right. <sighs> Hello. Sorry, I left the fucking window open, and then my neighbours just start to give me funny looks. Ah. They're like... Because that's what Martians sound like. I was thinking squid people. Excellent. No, squid people are like... Lower, lower. Lower. Of course, because they're further from the sun, yeah. Yeah, duh. Duh. That makes sense, duh. That's not how it works. It's how everything works. Whoops, Firefox just crashed for me. Having a good stream, having a good stream. <coughs> There's actually a ton of news. There's actually a ton of really big, important news. We've got loads of stuff to cover this there week. There is. Should we start with the biggest thing? Which that, ooh, biggest what do you, what do you think the things. biggest thing is? I got engaged. Hey. Yay. <laughs> anyway, I that's hate, enough of that. hate weddings. Aww. <laughs> well, that's a shame because you're the Rebecca best man. Rebecca is giving me the best look right now. Hi. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah. That's, that's When's that. the wedding, Dan? What? When's the wedding? So, at some point in the future, most likely. When do we get our invitations? You won't. There won't be a wedding. Exactly. Oh. I don't, I'm just gonna go to the thing. Where's the? Ri- oh, what's the engagement ring like? Uh, it was. I bought her a BB-8. 
Uh-huh. You know that, like the little remote control BB-8. Because, uh-huh. because f- who wants a ring? Fuck that shit. Apart from you know, Gollum. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you buy your girlfriend a ring, then you're basically just saying you're as ugly as Gollum. So, but, but if you like it, then you shoulda put a ring on it. Uh-huh. Oh, 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 oh. I like oh, my computer, oh. but I didn't put a oh, ring on oh. it. Oh. That doesn't apply for everything that you like. You don't have to go around putting rings on things. This is why because cock rings do, exist, Dan. Because if you do that, that then the Sonic the Hedgehog universe happens. That's what all <laughs> those rings are. They're just they're just robotic trying to like claim shit. He's like, I'll have that tree and that blade of grass. It's a true story. <laughs> are you, are you okay? Me. You know what? I'm really tired. My, I've, I've actually got like an ulcer <laughs> in my mouth. And I've talked for the last three hours recording that piece of shit Sonic the Hedgehog game. So So I am in extreme pain and I've just played Sonic the Hedgehog 6 for three hours. Mm-hmm. I want to point out when, when Daniel was trying to justify this to me, it was, it was, oh, I want to play Sonic the Hedgehog 6. And I went, why? And he went, I want to play a bad game and see how it goes. And he went, well, that's still terrible. It's actually, <laughs> it's, I mean... I, I'm now I'm going to the bit where the, like the early episodes of it. I'm like, oh shit, I made a mistake, and now I'm sort of getting into the flow. of, Hey, this is really awful. Like I'm like knuckles. There's a bit where I'm knuckles and I climb along a wall, and then I just fuck off into space, and it's like there's a wall here. I'm like, no, there's fucking not. I bypass a whole section of the game just because knuckles just goes straight through a wall. I generally want to see where the story goes because I've never played this game and I've just seen the intro and the intro is terrifying and horrifying. Okay, I kind of want to see episode, how mad the story goes. By episode seven, the princess has been captured three times. That is not an exaggeration in any way. She has been physically captured three times already. It's I want to point out, quite like, fun. I, I always, when I, the, the several times I've seen videos in that game, I always it always starts out with that really nicely animated intro. Mm-hmm. I really love the animated intro. It's like, oh, and then it just... I don't know what the point of them having this really nicely, really pretty animated I intro know, was. I know, it's because that intro was largely built for another game that was set in that well, universe yeah, but, with those characters. Well, I know, I remember you saying that, but... built most of it, yeah. Even, even then, like, it just... The, the quality drops so much that it, it's so jarring that it, it, it's not worth doing it. It's, yeah. Ugh. But then again, if you play any section of this game, you'll realise that none of it was worth doing, and it's an absolutely Not horrific, clearly, horrific but... nightmare of fear and pain. Look, it's like it's like having the damn ball intro and then us talking. It's the exact same quality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with that sound you had at the very start of the episode. <laughs> the volumes won't notice it, and they never will. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, of course, mm. by a thing shits out, because my computer's being a yeah. dickhole. Hey, speaking of computers being dickholes, 29th of July, Windows 10 fucks off from being free and will become a paid product, so hopefully that means they'll stop trying to force it on us fucking Windows 7 users. Oh yeah, countdown to freedom. You should get it though, it's it's a decent operating system. Everyone says that and they're wrong. Why? Because I don't want a decent operating system. I want a good operating system. That's li- everyone always says it's decent. I'm like, well, the one I've got is pretty fucking great. So Windows 7 is also decent. Like, neither of them are good. I'd say Windows It's 7 Windows. Is. Windows is inherently just decent. Windows can never be more than decent. I'd say Windows 7 is good. i say Windows 10 just adds a lot of faff that I don't particularly care for, and it makes your games not work. Windows 10 I'm strangely nostalgic for Windows 95. That was a great one. I like Windows I wonder if Windows 95 had then it sort of shone a bit further with 98. No, well, XP we... felt like a really okay. nice step the forward. XP was a huge step forward. The XP felt so like good. a nice step forward. It's because they kept it relatively simple, and it was still... The problem with Windows is they just, instead of doing what most other, like, Mac and, and Linux do, 
and that, you know, you should do as an operating system. Instead of going, okay, that thing is really old and we should probably fix or replace that, they are terrified of removing compatibility, so they never do. So, when you're using Windows 10, there are still several bits of Windows 95 just in there. Like, yeah. menu, whole menu sections of Windows 95, and they do, that's why Windows XP felt better, because every, most of the stuff in it was relatively newish. They get a nice yeah. polish up, but now it's just it's just it's building on shitty foundations. They need to sort of like gut it and start again, yeah, but totally. they can't because it's too. Everything's I know because because compatibility that's the problem, and that's why a lot of people don't like Mac because Mac just does the gutting thing every like four years, which on yeah. one hand makes it really really a nice stable operating system. On the other hand, any application made five years ago that's never been updated will never ever work again. Yeah. Also, so. it means that stuff like Final Cut X happens. Where well, you just use yeah. your thing, and then suddenly it's like, oh, we're gonna just hang on, we're just gonna update your pro your software. Uh, okay, we've changed your professional video software into uh, editing for babies. There you okay. go. Enjoy that. Okay, I'd like to just address this. <laughs> Final Cut X is a fantastic editing program, and a lot of the people who don't like it don't like it because the UI changed a lot, but it still has basically all the functionality of Final Cut Nine. Yes, if you're a baby, I hate you. If you happen to be three years old and you're listening to this podcast. Uh, then I think you're actually getting a bit too old for Final Cut. Damn. That's that's the the level we're at. Damn, now. I edit with Final Cut. I'm recording in Final Cut right now. Good. That's probably why everything failed last time. Meanwhile, I'll just stand over here and die on this hill for for Sony Movie Studio <laughs> Platinum 12, does you, a product does from you, 12 does, years ago. He does that edit still on Sony. Works he legitimately fine. edits on that. I want to point this out. That's not it a joke. It works oh fine. <laughs> It's uh, still working more than a decade on. You can pick it up for like 40 US dollars. It yeah, that's, works. Yeah. There's a reason you can pick it up for 40 <laughs> US dollars. Like that's Now there is a small there are some small tiny issues. Like it's mm. completely incompatible with all modern GPUs so there's no GPU acceleration unless right. you deliberately go and put a second really old GPU in your computer because <laughs> right, it just can't yeah, deal good. with modern cards whatsoever. Um and there's a few other problems with it, but basically it's good. Basically it's fine. It's good. I like it. Basically it's fine. Premiere yes. Pro is exceptional. It's a beautiful glistening machine. Seriously, I've got 24, like I've got the two, the two Titan X's that's like two 12 gig graphics cards giving that thing a kick. Just renders so goddamn fast. Oh well, my god! Oh, Titan Xers, get with the times, Grandpa. It's all about the well, 1080 these days. Well, that was my clever segue into the graphics card that's better, but also I still want to upgrade into the 1080 GTX, which was mm. announced, which is a million times better than the card that's not supposed to be better. Uh, yeah, apparently, the Titan is... X isn't the best card. It's just no. the one with the most, the most fucking uh, graphical RAM in it, which is what you need for rendering. Which is why I have them, because yeah. I have to sort of have a jack of all trades machine when I build my. VR only machine in my Ooh. VR room, which is a thing that I'm going to be sorting out because who needs a spare bedroom? Uh, I'm going to have 1080s in there. You keep saying, you've said that like five times. How many rooms do you have? There's the Lego room. I the VR room. room. Can I, can I, can the, I? The Tum Tum room, I don't even know what a Tum Tum is, but I saw on Twitter there's now a Tum Tum room. Can Whatever I the hell that bloody something is. Out. Okay, go I on. do legitimately have a Lego room. But that's the only one I, I genuinely have. It's just where I keep all my shit, basically. But I have my, my thing set out there. That's where I do my filming. That is my recording room. So. Oh, right, yeah. It's a professional room, is it? It's for professional purposes. Well, it's not for this sort of work, but it's for any sort of IRL stuff. So. Uh-huh. That's how you, I like. That's how you justify it. Is that this is a work-related thing? Yeah. You presumably yes. must live in a country mansion, the number of rooms that we regularly go into. <laughs> oh. I wish I did. I wish I did. 
Uh, maybe I would have bought an engagement ring if I could afford a house that was a country mansion. Uh, this is the Lego wing. <laughs> and that, oh that is God, the some quarters. Dreams. Well, legitimately, like, a whole, like, sort of, like, sculpture room. But, like, I just occasionally... Every sculpture is just a Lego sculpture. Like, this just ridiculous thing. That would make mm-hmm. me happy. Mm. Also, so, all the grounds are just Legoland. Like, just basically, Legoland. getting slightly back on topic, there's a brand new graphics card that's coming out that's going to be incredible, but mostly for VR. It's got, like, two times the stuff in VR because it's really good at doing, like several versions of the same sort of image or hmm. something the pascal Apparently, architecture basically it's... means that the two things for your eyes that you have in vr really really fast at which is huge huge for vr it, hmm. the big i think the big thing with that is that it's apparently it's two times more power it's 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 more powerful than two 980s in sli yeah in mm-hmm. vr which is really good because it gets around all the problems that bloody sli kicks up half the time yeah no, i hate sli I, I never buy two graphic cards i always yeah buy I, I wouldn't because i've heard too many horror stories about yeah. sli causing problems i like sli because i kind of evens my load out of my graphics cards and i don't really care for triple a stuff and it, it just it just it, i use it for editing i'm very boring i like editing. Well, that's it it's for editing fair <laughs> enough but yeah. like it's just as a gaming thing it's like i'm gonna spend an extra i'm gonna spend double the money on graphics cards to get make a third extra performance in some games like oh yeah why <laughs> well that's what i mean this new one's only gonna give an extra 30 percent. the 1080 is only 30 percent on sort of average games it just gets that two times one in vr games because of the way it's which is a big like, thing because mm. oh, it's so, VR, it's, I mean, I VR games run fine for me. It's just that they can the graphical fidelity of them isn't very impressive. There's very little graphical options in VR games I've found so far. I haven't found a single graphical option in it. I found, I found one. In one. I found one graphical option, and it was like, do you want better or good? Like good or better? And that was in Space Pirate Trainer, which incidentally is the best fucking game I've ever played. So I fucking I'm digging VR, but like Space Pirate Trainer, it's just like some robots come up and you shoot them, but like little floaty ones, like the ones that Luke Skywalker would do his lightsaber shit with, and you just shoot them down. But it, like after an hour, fucking sweat coming off me. I literally play an hour every morning as an exercise. No, I I have that with Audio Shield. Like oh, I fucking love Audio I've Shield. I've seen your stream of Audio Shield. It sounds like no, it yeah. was getting a bit weirdly sexual. Can I just say? Can I just say one thing about Audio Shield? Could they please add a hard difficulty? Because it's really, it's far too easy. On hard? Are you not? Are you playing? I assume you're playing on harder. Hardest, the whatever the fuck. It, yeah, the ultimate. Well, it, it depends on the thing. song though. Because like, if you play, there's there was the um, Fire in the Flames on hardest already done. That was Thank shit. You very much. That wasn't very good. Yeah, it's not too well. I like uh, Lady Gaga does really good music for that because her music starts very slow and then builds up. So it's, she well, no, has but, Audio Shield built music. You see, no. Guitar Hero, and the reason people always mention Truth of Family Summons is the Guitar Hero fame, but Guitar Hero works on the actual strummed notes. Yes. While Audio Shield works on the beat, the backing yes. beat. And Through the Fire and the Flames is boom, chip, boom, boom, which is slower and not very technical. But like something like the Megalovania and Daft Punk remix, which is one of the top ones in uh, Audio Shield. That's really fucking difficult. I would love if Audio Shield did it the other way, where I could click a button and that would fire out that, that color particle. So what I could do is I could play the song and then like record my own bubbles to it, and then I could play against that. Eh. I think there's a, oh, there's yeah, a fun suppose, thing to yeah. draw. And then, like, that is a great multiplayer mode. Because you have one person drawing the things, and then you have the other person. Oh, like, here's the music a little bit earlier because it's got to get across. And then, as in much as they look really far away on the thing, they're actually just in front of you. You have another player actually is knocking all the things down. 
Yeah. I'm, a f- I'm a fan of how it does rhythm because I always got. It was one of the reasons I liked Guitar Hero over, over Rock Band is that Rock Band always required you to hit the notes very, very precisely. But Guitar Hero always gave you a little bit of leeway to be natural with it because inherently music isn't about being incredibly precise. It's it's about the natural feeling. Yes, and which audio is why Shield, Elite Ages is the best game in the world. Well, but Audio it. Shield has a separate point to me. It has a technical point to me, and it has a artistic point to me, which is if you actually actively punch stuff and hit them exactly like on time. Yeah. Because if you hold your arms up and just that you won't hit them exactly on time yeah. and you won't get as many points so there's an actual incentive to fucking punch them and beat up those fucking orbs <laughs> it's a workout exercise it's seriously we're gonna i'm gonna be buff i'm gonna look like the rock on top yeah, but only I'm, on your on your upper body yeah and the bottom half of me is gonna look like brock lesnar's legs like he has really like buff legs but he does look like he's a gorilla like glued into his torso so his hey, legs are tiny so mm-hmm. I've got, I'm gonna have that sort of effect. I'm gonna look like fucking what's his Mr. Incredible, just John. sort of like boom, and then just like nothing. Johnny, are you responsible for all the beeps in the chat? Possibly, yes. Yes, he is. I'm, I'm, I may have instructed everyone to type beep once every twenty four seconds. John, yes. I did send you a thing, and I and it was in retaliation for this, and you're not going to like it. John. I'm going to I'm going to record bye, that. Bye, There's going to be bye, an unboxing bye, bye, video for bye. whatever Matt has sent me through the post. Bye. Matt has sent me something horrendous through the post, and I'm going to make an unboxing I bet, video. I bet for they'll it. just hand it to you in like a clear glass box or something. It'll just ruin the surprise completely. Interesting. <laughs> we'll like say on the outside exactly what it is or something. You have to get clear. It's not like to... you have to you've ordered something for me, which is arguably even more worrying. For you, as if I ain't gonna fucking bother ordering something to me and then it's sending it to you. That's inefficient. I'm, de- I'm genuinely slightly worried for what the hell this is. Look, okay, just fine. Look, if you're gonna do an unboxing of it, get Claire to take it and look at it and remove any <laughs> evidence on the outside of the box and then give it to you. <laughs> guys, if you want to be surprised guys, with it. Guys. Yeah, what? Guys. Guys, we've got a podcast around. Could you stop flirting, please? You know what, Dan? Ever since you got engaged, you've just been so <laughs> negative to all, all the people's these laws. three or four days. Oh. Yeah. So Disney's dead. <laughs> Holy shit! When did what Since die? When? Mickey Mouse is dead. <laughs> yeah, um. not Disney. Not, not, not all of Disney, just, Disney just the, just the really bit that bit hasn't sort of really it. been doing very much since its glory days of Mickey Mania on the Super NES. Aww. That was one of my favourite games on the <laughs> Super <laughs> NES. <laughs> Mickey Mania was a fantastic <laughs> platformer. Yeah. I, I, but yes, Dis- Disney Interactive Studios is gone, and me- most people have focused on this mean the death of Disney Infinity. Yeah. There is, however, one other project that I haven't really seen anyone mention yet, which is what happens to Kingdom Hearts 3, which I Disney know, Interactive know, Studio was supposed to be in the middle of co-producing with Square. I know. I assume Square Enix will just carry on with it. Because it's, can, it's can they just do they that? they were doing themselves, mm-hmm. and I think they were doing entirely first party they've can, apart from, of course, mobile phone things, because that's where the money is. So they're yeah, keeping all that true. stuff going. But any console things... Uh, that they were doing themselves. So they are actually working, because think about it, they also do a few things with EA, with Star Wars. They work a lot with Star Wars with EA. So all those sort of projects that are being sort of mostly run by other people are going to continue to be mostly run by the other people. Mm-hmm. As from what I heard. Okay, I'm just looking at the list of games they made. Of course, we're going to be missing on any possible future Hannah Montana sing-along games, which is, is a very 
No, we don't. We don't have to worry about this. Which is, I, I looked into this before this, um, before we actually did this, and I just literally went through um every studio that has in recent years been uh, part of uh, Disney Interactive Studios, and it's it's a sad tale, mm-hmm. a sad tale of squandered talent and general appalling mismanagement. So it's and a in some ways we should. Tale. Mm. <laughs> we really should have actually seen this one coming because basically like since between like 2005 and 2009 Disney Interactive Studios um acquired uh five or six studios to actually you know make some bloody games and those studios propaganda shut down in 2011 BlackRock shut down 2011 just uh Junction Point shut down 2013 uh, Wideland Games shut down 214, and finally, of course, Avalanche, not that Avalanche, a different Avalanche, now shut down this uh, just the other day. So in office, there was only really kind of one guy left anyway, so like they've been shutting things down. Having bought them all about a decade ago, they've been shutting them down for the last five years. Yeah. So kind of the writing felt like it's actually been on the wall. If you look at the trends, maybe we should have seen this one coming. But what's particularly fascinating about it is just how repeatedly they've got really talented people and made them do literally nothing. So say um, Junction Point Studios, who were acquired uh some point, like I think it's in 2007 or so, and was shut down in 2013. Uh, Warren Spector, who was the guy who was the head of Junction Point Studios, he would been basically acquired from Valve, where he said, and he's refused to say what it was, but he says before he was acquired by Disney, he was working on something for the Half-Life universe. And he won't say what it was, but he was actually working on something Half-Life-y for Valve, and then Disney snapped him up to make Epic Mickey 2. Yeah, great. What a fucking yeah, person. and then basically shut down the studio immediately afterwards. So that's one fantastic thing. Uh, Wide Load Games, that was the co-founder of Bungie, Alexander uh, Seropian. And they basically, having kind of taken him away and made sure he couldn't do anything else, they made him produce Guilty Party, a party puzzle game for the Wii U that literally nobody played, and then afterwards made him produce monetized mobile games. Yay! Well done. Then they shut down his studio in 2014. So, marvellous work there as well. Uh, BlackRock Studios acquired uh, acquired earlier and then shut down in 2011. Those were the guys who made Pure and Split Slash Second, which were both actually pretty good. Split Second is one of my favourite arcade races. Yeah, actually they sold pretty well. They generally got decent reviews. They tried, they wanted to make a sequel and they pitched to Disney. They wanted to make a sequel to both of those. Disney shot them down and said they couldn't. And in fact, it got so bad that um, in May 2011, an employee from BlackRock leaked to Eurogamer that since December 2010, half the studio had been given no work. They were just coming into the office and sitting there with nothing to do for five months. Because Disney would rather have them sitting there doing nothing than actually give them work. We, and a, then they shut down the studio. We had another story that was quite similar to this with, um, uh, what's they called? Closed down. Lionhead were closed down. Yep. Some companies are actually trying to buy Lionhead because they weren't doing anything. Apart from Fable Legend, they were like, we're gonna, we want to buy them. And Microsoft shut them all down and was like, no, we're not going to sell it. We're not going to sell it. We're not going to sell it. And then shut them. Mm. Because that's competition or something. Yeah, the BlackRock thing was just amazing because yeah, literally they were saying since December that half the studio had been given no work. They were just sit- they were being paid. They were just sitting there, sitting in the office and being paid at the end of each month. You know, I just realised something quite important that no one's actually considered uh-huh. about, about this. What happens to Club Penguin now? 
What the fuck is Club Penguin? Oh, I didn't know that was a Di- that Disney. That's owned by Disney. Disney's number one. I virtual didn't know that was a Disney. Is it? Apparently, that's it's owned. It's Disney. It's Disney Interactive. Oh, then it's going to. Well, Disney Interactive is still technically alive, but they are kind of dead. It's, well, Maybe they'll just move it to mobile and tablet exclusively and stuff. Oh, apparently, yeah, well, yeah. apparently, they've dropped out completely though from the games industry. Yep. Right. I've never the, played Club Penguin. I'll point this out. <laughs> I don't think you're the target demographic, to be honest. Unless you are Not literally really. the eight-year-old girl that people always say. But even then, that's a bit old for Club Penguin. So sorry, I just made an accidental penis out of blue tech. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most Matt thing you've ever said. <laughs> hey, okay, Disney Interactive Studios, we don't actually know if they've actually been shuttered or not. Because we know that Disney Infinity's gone and closed down and they've got rid of all their first party stuff. But we don't know, and we don't know. Disney aren't saying so. It's a we don't know yet. If they've shut they down all the games themselves. and they've shut down all the studios, I'm kind of if they're if they're still well, they there, I'm not sure exactly websites what it's and doing. Stuff, like websites and the mo- they might just go onto mobile apps and things. They might keep it alive for that sort of thing. It's just they shut yeah. down the console games, is what they said. It's console games mm. that they don't think there's money in anymore. Mm. Or especially the uh, the Toys to Life thing, which was Disney Infinity, which that well, bubble you know, has popped finally. Well, no, I don't. Think it's necessarily the bubble being popped. I just think Disney Infinity itself is a bad business model. And so I saw someone make the good point with Disney Infinity in that sort of Amiibos and Skylanders, which are I suppose the two main competitors, and even sort of Lego Dimensions, they all have these different business models. Whilst Skylanders sort of are the the toys can be used. You know, if there's a new Skylanders game that comes out, the toys can be used in the new Skylanders game. And the new Skylanders games are different mechanics, but the toys are just the characters. Then mm-hmm. in uh, Nintendo games, the Amiibos are, are often just collectible toys that unlock extra levels or something in the specific game it's related to and yeah. then the uh, Lego Dimension stuff are specific characters and extra actual level DLC packs yes but and Disney overpriced inf- balls overpriced absolute balls to the overpriced point where I don't even balls. buy the fucking things yeah they are overpriced to absolute balls, but I suppose the thing with Disney, uh, with the, the uh, Lego Dimensions especially is obviously most of them aren't just being manufactured for, for that most of them are being manufactured anyway for sets so they just get the base stick it on a base and bish bash bosh so that probably isn't a hugely separate cost to them but Disney Infinity so made a good point since they do the fucking new series every year that you know if series 1 comes out and a parent spends let's say £100 for the kids buying them the fucking figures and whatever Mm -hmm. base game and then a year later series 2 comes out but there's nothing that ser- Series 2 doesn't add anything to Series 1 aside from the new characters and the kids don't really care and the parents can't afford to spend another mm-hmm. £100. And then Series 3 comes out and by that point, the people who are interested in the game are, are just fine playing with the ones they've got and the parents can afford them. Yeah. Well, you so, say that, but you're going you're gonna to cut off a few people, but the people who do stick with it, you've then got up to Season 12 and way beyond. You can then cash cow them forever. That's how the model yeah, works. But, yeah, but they don't they don't cash cow it like Amiibos. Because the Disney Infinity figures are actually pri- priced relatively low compared to Amiibos. And, and they're decent quality. They, I, I'd say they're a lot better quality. I, uh, I've got uh, one, I've got seven Disney Infinity figures. I've got four, four inside, uh, five Inside Out ones and two from Zootropolis, and they're nice, vi- really nicely painted vinyl figures. Mm-hmm. And I don't use them, but, you know, I got the fucking Zootropolis ones for, like, a fiver each, and that's a good price for a nice vinyl model. Yeah, but I think that I might mean- be the problem. I think maybe the margins were too small next to Nintendo, who I suspect are cracking them out much more cheaply, but ending well, up selling them for quite a lot more. They feel cheaper, they sell them for more, they do the artificial uh, 
Yeah, I think there's a yeah, huge. The I think the profit per per model sold has got to be from much higher for Nintendo, yeah. and that's probably why they can keep this train going and Disney can't well, or don't want to. Well, at least. Because Disney for Disney Infinity, I've seen the most advertising for Disney Infinity. I've seen very little advertising for Amiibos or Skylanders or even Lego Dimensions, but I've seen huge amounts of constant advertising for Lego Dimen- uh, for Disney Infinity, like regular all the time advertising, not just. Like, Lego Dimensions, there's a lot of ad- advertising when it came out, but ever since mm. then, no, have, fucking haven't heard of it. But Infinity, I still see regular adverts for, and you'd think... You might they've kind of the got point. to. They've, they've got to, because Nintendo can sort of package it in the same way that, like, you know, their big first-party releases, like Twilight Princess HD, can be packaged with an amiibo to introduce the line to people's houses, whereas Disney, because they've never really found a good way of integrating, they never wanted to, like, integrate Infinity into, like, the, the movie universe, they didn't really have a mechanism to advertise it intrinsically they needed to like use traditional marketing means mm. well I, I i just find it interesting that disney inherently have some of the most iconic characters in all time mm. especially now that they own fucking marvel and star wars mm-hmm. they you know they've got this lineup that features every star wars character all the all the marvel characters and fucking every famous d- d- classic disney character from the cartoons or or the movies and you've got this fantastic great lineup of famous characters that unlike amiibos which you know you i suppose you have to be a bit into games to know a lot of them or skylanders which you know are just unique to the game everyone knows disney characters and you'd think because of that and because of disney's influence and they that they do very well and they did because i've just had a look and literally this year, IGN had an article called Disney Infinity, now most popular toys to life series, thanks to Star Wars. And it says they had uh, $200 million in sales this fall. Yeah, apparently their profit for, for, was like $1.2 million last year. $1.2 million, that's $200 billion. Million. $1.2 billion, billion. yeah. So, Is that rev- that's revenue though, isn't it? Is that revenue? I think that's revenue, yeah. Yeah. So basically, it was doing really well. Which, which which brings up the question. Why? Should it I have a possible answer. Maybe. Okay. Don't just maybe, say that. not say anything. Maybe. They're just better at making films. They've realised they can just make endless Star Wars things for cheaper and that'll get more people seeing things in the cinema and they'll make more money that way. Possibly. Maybe the actual or... game part... Maybe the game is absolutely unnecessary because they can just sell Star Wars figures and that sort of figures and things. Like with... Amiibo, they're kind of you want that incentive to buy the game as well. You know, that's a as much you can just buy an amiibo and like it. You're gonna more want it if you want the game. Yeah, whereas well, Disney can just thing, sell Kylo Ren figures up the ass. And... Thing, I'd buy those Inside Out figures if they weren't related to the game, and I'd buy them for that price. Yeah, they they could just sell them without the base, and they wouldn't have to bother developing the damn game. You know, hmm. I don't. Really... The other issue could be cost. I we were just saying like, that they, possibly. They characterize that they, they they stylized the disney infinity ones they didn't make them like actual models like the amiibo ones so i have no interest in them it they no it depends like, yeah. because they styled them after cartoons for, for for the star wars ones i think they're based after rebels uh-huh. series for the um marvel ones i they're based off like the animated series but there's so as i said the inside out ones the zoo travelers ones the ones based off the 3d movies look fucking perfect like they do in the movie they yeah. look perfect uh well not all of them because like someone like sully looks awful okay uh, for anything from series three looks perfect. That's from 3D movies. Okay, but I didn't know there were series. Of th- it's sort of the thing that I kind of ignore. I don't get the whole Toys yeah. to Life thing. I find it just a bit of a fiddly. Like, Lego Dimensions. Lego. Look, fucking, did you see that picture I tweeted today? 
of that big. I've got yeah. a stack of Lego to do, literally the size of a door now, and I fucking love Lego. And no, that's Lego Dimensions because there's no point to it. It's far too expensive. You don't get anything. The only one I've bought is the Portal one because that's the first uh, Chell minifig that we've had. Yeah, that's it, it's just it's the exclusive. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, the yeah. other one that I kind of want to get is the Cyberman, but it's so ridiculously expensive for just a minifigure. Yeah, it is. And not an interesting build. It just comes with the Dalek, and I've already got two of them. You know, I mean, that's just it's just. I don't, it's 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 strange, and it's it's hard to keep up with them. And think as a Disney Infinity, unlike the Amiibos, which have sort of a constant thing, and, and minifigs are always minifigs. Yeah. It's kind of they have this series, and the series one of Disney Infinity figures were pretty bad quality. Mm. They weren't very good. Well, they were bad, but they, but then they got really good in this recent series, and that's I think maybe a lot of people got put off, perhaps in series two or one. It doesn't that's help that the game is a pile of ass. Well, the game is a pile of ass. Yeah, at least, <laughs> at least, at least, Lego Dimensions is just a Lego game, and the Lego games are pretty competent. It's just yeah. overpriced. I mean, it's a pretty decent game. And in the Lego games, you can play as characters you haven't bought yet. There's a way of doing that. I can't remember what it is, but I remember reading that. I was like, oh, that's interesting, and then I didn't play again because I don't think. Yeah, so. and it's just it's it's kind of sad because Lego Dimensions is something I really want to be interested in because it's I like Lego, and I like all the franchises they they have like Back to the Future and the Simpsons and Doctor Who, and they have all these really good franchises. And, I like yep. video games, and it's all these things well, I like combined. Uh, interestingly, I don't. I think Lego may have lost the Simpsons license because there wasn't a big Lego Ooh. set this year. Because last year was the Quickie Mart, year before the Simpsons house, and that was the big uh, May set. This year we got a Minecraft one. We got a big Minecraft set instead, which oh, amazing, looks amazing. I hate, I hate the Minecraft sets. Oh no, this new one, the village. It looks great because it's like the whole village area. Yeah, but so it's like loads of houses and loads okay. of things. Okay, and it looks really Minecraft cool. was Lego for computers. That's what people always said. Yeah. I don't need to play the Lego computers, but actual... I can just build it in Minecraft. I don't want... That's Minecraft like arguing, like why would I want to have sex with a thing? There's pornography. That's... How I'm not sure that, that analogy that's works. That's pretty much the that's same thing. Analogy. There's something no, I'm not, not sure that, different that, 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 to actually wait, hang holding on and building the blocks as you want in your thing. Yeah, but I can just do that with normal Lego. I don't need Minecraft stylized Lego for that. I like Minecraft stylized Lego. Oh, fuck off. It's actually the same sort of price to buy a, a set than just a big blob of Lego. And I kind of like it. It's just a big 3D jigsaw puzzle, and I have a lot of it, a lot, a lot of Lego. Yeah, but this, I'd rather spend my money on interesting, like, Lego sets that aren't just here as something from a video game. Well, like Big Ben. I hear there's rumors Big Ben's coming. They're going to be able to make Big Ben. But the house is a parliament, and then we're going to smash and smash and smash and smash, and then rebuild it. And then smash and smash and smash and smash. Okay, you okay? Um, I want to talk about a game... Because I, I have a Dalek question first. Oh, yeah, sure, shoot. I got a Dalek. Is your Dalek the victory of the Dalek's Dalek? No, it's not. No. There were two of them, so no, it's not one of them. I had it made. Okay, I, I was, I was wondering if, like, Jennifer, if I go and watch Victory of the Daleks, is that your Dalek? No, no, what no. is one of those your Dalek? No, this it's is a, a, a this is my custom-made Dalek. Ah. It's not quite finished yet. When it's done, there'll be a toys video on it. It's my big toy. What's not done about it? Uh, well, it's going to talk and light up when it's done, and it's pretty close oh, to being done. Twat. Like, it's got actual light bulbs and the little blue light on the front. It's going to shout, exterminate and things. Actual twat. Then you install an AI so it can actually kind of start thinking yeah. and learning. <laughs> then you install actual weaponry on it. You know yeah. what you should do? Actual thing uh, like, like, take the, like, uh, sort of computing unit from a Roomba and put <laughs> it in it and just make it be, like, a massive oversized Roomba. <laughs> Yeah, people just get to the stairs and fall down and I lose quite a bit. Oh, or, even better, just stick a Roomba on it in, in the base. 
and just literally. <laughs> I need like just four Roombas. It's really fucking big. Daleks tend we'll get to be four really Roombas. Quite big. Like legitimately though, if I just having a dog <laughs> wandering around hoovering is. I would love to think that at some point in the past, on Scaro, Davros had this exact <laughs> same conversation with like some of his friends during their podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I've got this thing, what is it? It's from an old TV series. It's a, series, but it's a Dalek, like, I can't make it move. You try putting four Roombas underneath it, Davros. <laughs> that's a, it's really heavy. We need more Roombas than that. Yeah, the Seriously, Dalek though. will be uh, up and running soon, and there will be a video on it when it's done. No, but seriously, you just walk downstairs one day and you just, Dalek's just wandering around. Can I point out that the Dalek doesn't fit through a door frame? Well, fucking make the door frames bigger. I don't know. All right, yeah, I'll make the door frames bigger in my house just to custom. I could just get a Roomba if I actually genuinely wanted to Tova. It would get just wedged. Just set up a Dalek room sad. with an extra wide door. That's, that's what well, I of need. Course, of course, you don't put a Roomba on a Dalek because you want things hoovered correctly. I mean, you well, wouldn't buy a Roomba ever if you wanted something hoovered correctly. Control it. Why not attach they a can't drone take underneath weight. it and fly it around the fucking place? Be- because the Roomba's all really, You just said it was really heavy. Yeah, well, I get a big yeah. drone. Give me a big... If I... What did you <laughs> want to talk about? I want to talk about this so we can get it out of the way in the first half so everyone will leave and hate me early. So we can, like, really, like, slide into a descent in the second half. But I want to talk about cool. Uncharted 4. Oh, no. Because oh, no. I'm now four hours in, and I'm like, hey, when does this game start? Because everyone is wanking themselves off furiously about how this is the greatest video game to ever grace our eyeballs. And I'm sitting there going, I'm playing a good 4 out of 10 right here. When does this start? When's this game going to go? You know what game it reminds me of the most? It reminds me of The Order 1886. Because I'm looking at these games and I'm like, incredibly pretty, console exclusive, quite short. And then it just It has has more gameplay than The Order though, in fairness to it. Well, it has jumping and hanging on to stuff. Because The Order is cover shooting. Yeah, but that's yeah. gameplay that I'm kind of, like, done with. It's but really yeah, annoying as well. Which are also has cover shooting. Yeah, but that's it. It's, it's so, It reminds me so much of the same thing. It, I'm just sitting there going, this is... Like, every, everybody says the second half is better. And as someone who's, like... I'm on, like, chapter eight now. I did a thing that was very dull in Scotland. But, like, everything in Scotland. And that, apart from Five Guys, because that fucking Five Guys in Glasgow is the best fucking thing in the world. But I, got, I, I like did a thing. It's so... Right, there's, there's this big mansion, right? There's this big mansion and you got to go do a heist. It's very early in the game. you got a big mansion and you got to go heist it up. And so you go to this big mansion and there's a bit of a cutscene before it and then it's like, right, let's go to this mansion. I'm like, okay, good. Let's, like, walk in the front door and schmooze and do stuff. You then, to, like, do all this, like, climbing and shit around this mansion. I'm like, there are so many other ways to get into this thing. This feels really forced. And then, like... It just, I don't know what's happened with Uncharted for me. Because I have this big thing of... The, it, I don't know. It's just really sitting with me wrong. Like, every single time... Every bit of the game that's happened, I'm like, yeah, but why does that make sense to the story of the game? It's like, the gameplay and the story are fine. And I know that's always been argued. Because Nathan Drake is a mass fucking murderer. Even the trophy for killing a thousand people is called Ludo Narrative Dissidence. Which I fucking love. Like, are they going, what well on? Uh, uh, Naughty Dog, you've discovered a problem. Why didn't you fix it? Why Why is, like, they're just this thing? And I don't think it's that pretty. They the fourth game. It's a bit late, isn't it? Yeah, but it's the sort of... It's the fourth game. It's the last game. Like, I kind of want, by the end of this game, Nathan Drake to just be on the floor being shot by a thousand enemies, going like, what the fuck were you doing? You murdered a lot of people for your own personal gain. Uh, it's... I mean, the, the... It's just... But it, the whole game, for me, I don't know what's doing for it, is... It's just breaking apart. I'm like, I'm going, yeah, but why is this a thing? Why are we doing this? Why was this here? 
And I don't because well, it's it's one of those things when you're playing a game and you question a bit of it, then that ball starts rolling. And Uncharted Four made me question it really early on. Like as you start from... in a boat section, you're on a boat and you're ramming other boats, and they piss off with awful physics. They just fly fucking miles when you gently ram them. And it, it's like there's a mountainy thing in the distance as an island, and it feels sort of like it could be open world and a bit more open, but it's not, and it's all very funneled. They do like fake open thing. Which I don't actually like. I like it to either be open or not. When you go, it's open! And then I go and push them. And like, oh no, <laughs> don't do that. I don't like that. And that, that sort of irks me and stuff. And then you're in an orphanage being very slow and making offensive jokes. And then, I can't remember what happened. Then you're, there's a whole section where you're scuba diving doing this thing. And just nothing happens. You scuba dive to get this thing. And you get the thing. And then you go home. Well, and... isn't it just like a bunch of chapters of just him doing very short things from his past? And it's just... Well, there's a few, but now we're sort of in, like, current time, and he's sort of... They had this heist thing, which had a bit of running and jumping, and it's all... We've had one puzzle in these first four hours. And I'm only four hours in, but I don't get a lot of time to really play games these days. But I'm sort of... You know what's... You know what? You know what's fucked me up? It's fucking Dark Souls. Because in Dark Souls, there's, like, a cutscene at the start that goes, Bimbi Babbly, there's the story, we'll hint at it, you'll get it if you watch this later on. And then it's like, alright, go, fuck off! And then there's, like, three cutscenes before some bosses, and that's it. Uh, the rest of the time is you exploring and discovering and playing. And I feel like Uncharted should be more like that. Not the whole difficulty thing, but the whole okay. exploring and you know finding what, and you know seeing. You know you just described about Dark Souls? What? That's exactly how Fault New Vegas is. Well, that's because Fault New Vegas is well regarded as a decent no. game. <laughs> what, John? Oh, God, don't turn this into a Fallout You get a one intro cutscene and you get the rest of the story if you pay attention. Otherwise, you can just fuck off. Is that but not there how is, Fort New Vegas is? There, is? there is a lot of talking if you want to engage with the plot in any That's meaningful what I'm sense. You, if you want to know what's going on, you can easily, but you can just fuck off and ignore it if you want to. That's my point. But you can't, you can't navigate the world without engaging with it. There's no way you can reasonably expect a new player to find your way to New Vegas if you don't engage with people and well, speak no, to them. But you can't, you can't just stumble it. your way there. Well, no, but like, of course, you have to learn shit. In Dark Souls, you have to learn shit. It's not—it's not saying you could completely ignore everything, but you know, you can ignore the overarching story as a whole if you—if you don't care. I've been advised you know, by my lawyers not to discuss Dark Souls anymore because every time I mention Dark Souls, <laughs> kind of, there's just a hundred people that kind of pop up from out from like behind a cupboard or something, telling me I haven't played it enough, so I'm not allowed to have an opinion about I'm it. I'm quite scared okay. of my Dark Souls opinion because I really like three. And I've sort of, I'm at the point where I'm like, it's got loads of problems, but the actual base game of the exploration and everything is so good. But I get the feeling that the next one I play, I'll just hate everyone who dislikes it. Because I feel like that's like the part of the journey that every Dark Souls fan takes. It's like, it's yeah, but the next one, you'll fucking kill anyone who speaks wrong about it. I'm kind of excited for that. Okay, I hate Going back to Uncharted 4, I've got, I've, got a, I've got a kind of a counter example uh-huh. there. From what how you were describing it, it sounds to me not wholly dissimilar to Saints Row 4, which, as my understanding is, you do not mind. I don't like Saints Row 4. I, oh, I thought you were okay. Okay, no, fine. Saints okay, then that makes perfect sense. Like. Beautiful. <laughs> and everything's tied up in a knot. Who doesn't like Saints Row 4? Someone I know doesn't like Saints Row 4. I like Saints Row 2. I think 3 kind of went a bit too far. I was like, oh, that's not great. And I think Saints Row 4 is awful. In fact, if I'm rightly, I ripped it apart and it's really awful. Central 4 is just Central 3 with superpowers which don't fit into the Yeah, and it's world. all sort of like crashed together. It feels really cheaply made as well. Yeah, I agree. But, like, I, but I, I, still, I do agree. I still, I don't know, it's... it's. I like Saints Row 2, that boat section. I'm shooting things at a boat, I'm like, oh my god, this is Saints Row 2. But yeah, Uncharted, it just, because it's so, it's got that level of realism to it, like the mo-capping and the graphics are all excellent. Because it's got that, when, I'm, when the actual game kicks in, I'm like, this doesn't fit anymore. 
And it really came to light when they force you to play a level of Crash Bandicoot. Because I'm playing Crash Bandicoot in Uncharted 4, which does piss me off because I really don't like fourth wall breaking unless it's sort of a thing for the series. And I'm playing Crash Bandicoot and I'm like, this platforming makes sense. Because in this game, all you've got is the platforming. You've got platforming because you've got to go down this thing and otherwise that's it. That's the, that's where you go. This is the thing you go. But Uncharted 4 is telling this big story and it's like, oh, now you got to platform around these things where there's these convenient footholds everywhere. If there's like one foothold missing, his entire adventure stops. You know, and it's sort of, the more they added, course... and the more their story and the more games are getting like realistic and story and realistic and story, the, and the, they kept the same gameplay. We've had climbing gameplay for fucking decades now and it's now doesn't really fit the stories they're trying to tell. This is, of course, the same exact dangerous route that Homefront Revolution is going to go down later this month when you have to play a much worse game to be allowed to play HD versions of Time Splitters 2. Yes. And after you play that, you just why would you ever want to play Homefront Revolution again? Yeah. Oh, I really want those. On PC, come on. I'm, 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 just gonna, I'm just going to try and get review code for Homefront Revolution just because I want to play Time Splitters 2. And I'm not going to put any of the Homefront Revolution up. I'm just going to put two videos up for Time Splitters yeah. 2, and that's going to be it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much my plan as well. Yeah, but yeah. It's it's so that's the thing. It's just sort of because you can see like the way like when Uncharted One came out, everyone went, "Oh, that's a really good game." Uncharted Two came out and it sort of blew everyone away because it sort of had that nice exploration. Uncharted Two was sort of that nice middle ground of it. And it doesn't really do a lot of. It has quite a few cutscenes, but it doesn't kind of like stop you. Like I found a lot of my time on Uncharted Four so far has felt like really, really linear. Not just like you've got to go over there now get there. It's more like. You go over there, and we're going to hold your hand and take you there. Oh, look at these things as we point at them. Well, it's yeah, it's the sort of it makes you think it's open, but because it makes you think it's open, it's not. It feels yeah. And I find a, I'm finding a lot of invisible walls and things. I'm like, oh, can't go that way. Oh, can't go that way. So it's sort, no of, it's sort of I mean, it's like we've got again. I mean, the taking a traditional like Dark Souls again. Because I got to go back to it because I think it's actually one of the pinnacles of gaming, and it's taken me quite a while to realize this. Is that Dark Souls just goes the gameplay and the story fit, but we're not going to constantly stop you and tell you the story. And that's what modern... I think that the real issue is that games don't actually know how to tell a story yet. It's very rare you actually get a chance for a, a good game that actually tells you the story properly. And actually... Because most games go, all right, stop doing that thing that you're here to do and watch this movie for a short while. Like, it, you know that, doesn't it's do literally... That. You know what game doesn't do that, Dan? What? What game? Fallen to Vegas. Yeah, well, that's because it's Fallout, true. and I'm excited for another Fallout as well. But Why do you hate Fallout Vegas? It does all the things you like. But I haven't played it yet! Because you yes, don't you like have. it. You There's keep, a video you keep... on your channel! I, yeah, and yeah. every time I mention it, you go, oh, I don't like Fallout New Vegas. I've not. I've played it a bit, but I know if I go back to it, it'll be missing Fallout 4 things. I'm going to wait for them to mod the Fallout 4 things into Fallout New Vegas, and then I'll be alright. They already have, what? pretty much. Well, then, what I'll Fallout 4 things? Like, being like the quick route menu. Yeah, nice stuff. That's already, that's already in New Vegas, there's but, a right. mod for that. Anyway, here's the Jesus. thing. You're playing a video game, the superior medium entertainment, over movies, and then it stops to show you a movie to explain more the plot. That's like, imagine every seven pages of Harry break, Potter... Jesus. In every seven pages of Harry Potter, it just showed you a picture to explain some of the plot, and then you carried on. That's the sort I'm of I'm pretty thing. sure it's my like... nieces have a version of Harry Potter where that does happen. <laughs> oh my god, Harry Potter 4 at that size would be colossal. But it's... it's. I don't know, I feel like we'd just be... It just, I don't know, it doesn't sit right with me. And I'm there going, everyone's liking this, What's? why am I wrong? What's going on with this? But then, again, I fucking have just realised why I don't like it. Holy shit, Ratchet and Clank. Because Ratchet and Clank is the exact same game. It is a shooty, platformy, climby sort of game. It doesn't do anything else. It tells a story in the cutscene things, but it never felt sort of controlled and invasive. Uncharted 4 constantly, I feel, 
Like, it keeps taking my hand, like, no, look at this thing, now go through this thing. Whereas Ratchet and Clank was cutscene, start the level, do the level, end, cutscene, let's go to the next bit. And I feel that sits better than this sort of, this, uh, Order 1886 sort of semi-cutscene gameplay hybrid story thing. Okay, you, you said, like, you think Uncharted's a solid 4 out of 10, right? Is that, that was, is that, that was me for? taking more of the piss, but that's because the, the opening has been so slow. Okay, okay, so it legitimately, like, you, would you, you, like, if you had to rate it, what, you're like, 7, 8? Uh, just hypothetically, just hypothetically, just give me uh, a very good uh, It would get, like, a 5, but that's because I have a different five. rating system to people, right. and I, I well, well, think a 7 is a good game. I'd go, oh, 7 is uh, a great that's, game. That's, you, don't, don't to justify, let's say, 5, average game, right, fair enough. Uh-huh. 5 out of 10. Now, do you think it'd still be a 5 out of 10 if it wasn't an Uncharted game from Naughty Dog? If it was the same game, but it wasn't an Uncharted game from Naughty Dog? I, it would still because, be the same game. Well, because well, no, it would be the same game, but the, the, the problem I have with, with this game is either you have the people who are really into the hype because it's an Uncharted game from Naughty Dog, and there's so much heritage and, and sort of prestige there that people get so into the hype that when it comes out, even if it doesn't meet all their expectations, they sort of have this warped view of it that it does meet all their expectations because they expect it to meet their expectations. Yeah. This is one of the reasons I fucking hate video game hype. Uh, because it makes fucking people jack off over a video game, even if it's not very good, because... Uh, oh, Naughty Dog. Who gives a shit if Naughty Dog made it? If it's crap, it's crap. If it's not, fuck off. But do, do you think you're looking at it more badly and seeing it in a more negative light because you expect better of Naughty Dog and Uncharted? No, because I didn't like The Last of Us very much either. Oh, Uncharted. I never played Uncharted 3. I, I don't have a love of Naughty Dog. No, not um, a love, not a love, but sort of a... Well, I don't like Crash Bandicoot Crash Bandicoot, well, I mean, I played it more recently, and the save file system is awful, but me and Naughty Dog, we've never really got on. Like, I'm like, yeah, they're great. I think, I think Naughty Dog makes solid games. They absolutely are masters of taking the console technology and pushing it to its absolute fucking limits. But... Oh, God, what they did with that PlayStation 3 was ridiculous. Yeah, they did some serious shit. I mean, what they did with the fucking Vita was ridiculous but i still think that they i mean i, I oh, for me honestly oh. John. my my my, mm-hmm. my highlight of naughty dog is jack and daxter 3 i think it's my favorite naughty yeah. dog game on the desert the, that's the uh, desert you man max one isn't it see i've never i've never played any naughty dog games I, the sad thing is i i've got the last of us remastered and i've got the nathan drake collection on ps4 because i never as when i was younger or anything i was never a playstation guy i i my first playstation was a ps3 and i basically never really played any i played little big planet and a couple of like but i never really got into the playstation mm-hmm. ecosystem because like, i don't have that nostalgia for any of these sort of yeah like Ratchet and Clank or or, 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 yeah. or 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 uh crash bandicoot i don't have i don't have any nostalgia for anything like that Which, yeah, i missed the first um, uncharted and then i just never really caught up i was going to like do something for the last of us but like naughty dog have always been they've always been kind of lukewarm about youtubers they don't actually like youtubers uh, so yeah but I, like, I think they've kind of come around a bit, but they've never really made any sort of statement or any sort of blanket permission or anything. So like, when like I read that, like you know, they basically you, well, they weren't yeah, really you know why that like, is. Oh, I can't be bothered. You, then. you know why that is though? It's because they're owned by Sony. Hmm. Uh, but so- Sony have come around to it. Sony, like Sony's own internal studio, is basically blanket permission now. But they've also yeah, I mean, tried they to did. get the let's own the word let's play. Well, the, the uh, interesting yeah, with no. Sony is recently. And this is very recent now, because usually with the AAAs, I have, to, I have to initiate contact with them for stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's a game out, it's very much a, I pursue the AAA. But recently, Sony's not 
doing that, they're actually actively contacting me and being like, hey, do you want this game to play on YouTube? Like, they've suddenly yeah. become a lot more open. Maybe they've got some new marketing people or something, but they, their, their opinions Square does that a lot too, these days. Western <clears throat> Square is, yeah. is very proactive. Western Square and, and Sony have sort of... Maybe the Japanese Beth- companies Bethesda are sort of coming around. Bethesda is pretty much as well, actually. Bethesda's all right at that. Yeah, but well, I, yeah, well, cause they they have a third-party PR company, though, don't they? Mm. Beth Blog or whatever it is. Beth Soft. Who knows? Yes. Mm. Them things. So, yeah, and Transformers no. is just a bit better. Related no, but maybe it gets doomed. better. Maybe it gets better as you get further on, because... Yeah, but fucking... So, you shouldn't have to play... That's the thing. I'm like, four hours. Shit, four though. fucking hours. I'm like, Jesus Christ, come on. Just get to something. Just do a... Do it. Something interesting, because I know like there's going to be a betrayal. I know that Rafe guy's going to end up being the fucking main villain, because that's fucking obvious as balls. And I know they're all going to be fucking happy fucking families at the end of it, because Naughty Dog don't have the balls to kill them off, because they didn't fucking do any of that shit in The Last of Us, and they damn well wouldn't do it with this. So, I don't know. I just feel like... It's like... You know, I just don't care. I don't care. I don't care about game stories. With this sort of attitude. No, this sort of attitude about, you know, it gets better in this second half or the third Mm. half or whatever. Third half. What the fuck is that? Um, I, I don't think like cause in a game like Uncharted, which I mean, let's be honest, it's an inherently mechanic mechanic driven game. When most people play Uncharted, the story is more of a backdrop. They yeah. play it for the gameplay more than anything. Yes. Um, it's a framing. Device. You know, the story is just a framing device. Yeah, I yeah, want Treasure X. Let's go get Treasure X. Yeah. So, like, but in something like uh, you know, I remember saying to you about the, the Walking Dead, the Telltale one, and I know you didn't like that, and that's fine. It's you know, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Whatever. And but my opinion of that is it does get better as it goes on, but that works as a story because the the story is developing and it becomes more interesting, not because the first ones are bad, but because it's building up to something. But Untry doesn't really for as for, especially from me watching because I haven't played it, but from me watching others play it, it just doesn't seem to be really building up to anything that interesting. So yeah. saying it gets better in the second half is just sort of like... Well, the thing the thing that I love very much about Uncharted is that it all goes supernatural in the second half. Is that the weird shit starts to happen and that's when they get genuinely interesting. So I'm just, I assume that this game has some absolutely really out there batshit supernatural stuff. Which I'm super looking forward to because that's my favourite bit of the Uncharted series. But then again, when you're trying to tell a really grounded story in that universe, I'm like, uh, okay gonna sort of lose it a little bit when i'm looking at their fucking home life and they got a playstation one and they're playing fucking crash bandicoot i'm like ah, really why does she have a fucking playstation one what fucking year is that game set in also it was a really big tv for a ps1 to be hooked up yeah, to it would look shit i don't know why they would have a playstation one, unless of course ah uh, you know i'm not gonna say that because that actually might end up being a spoiler so never mind <laughs> just had an idea about how the plot could end mm. time travel not time travel. Uh, not time travel. Wait, has Uncharted ever Don't... said when it's been set before? Ah, fuck it. Even if it hasn't, they fucking wreck on it. I love... I, the reason this game starts so slow is because they have to introduce an entirely new character in the in Nathan Drake's brother. Because he's never even been mentioned before. Like, in, like, the third game when there's, like, he's, this woman's, like, being all evil and, like, going, Ah, oh, Nathan, here's all the things that I know about you. Doesn't even mention the brother. And the brother, like, is there, and then is like, a kid is like, I'm your brother, and then, like, dies, and then comes back. In, like, the first three hours, they just, they try really, really fast to, like, build this whole brother character, but it does, like, slow and crash the whole game down. I don't know why they didn't just pick another person, but, I don't know, they wanted to get Troy Baker in there, is, I suppose, the real reason. 
But um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I just I just think that they've. It's, I just I'm just not enjoying it. It's not sitting with me, darling. I've 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 not been having a very fun time. Anyway, uh, let's talk about. I already said uh, battle battle battlefield versus COD. Ooh. Yes, the this one of the I think this is one of those strange moments where internet memes have completely shifted people's perception mm-hmm. of everything because it's now become incredible. It's become temporarily trendy to be of the opinion that Battlefield One has completely dominated COD when COD looks to my mind broadly the same as it did in Ghosts mm-hmm. and Black Ops and Advanced and Battlefield One looks, albeit with a slightly different setting. Broadly in line with how you'd expect Battlefield to look as well. Yeah. Yes. But there's but the, the, the difference. But instead, the, the, that that's not what the internet is allowed to think. The hive mind has come to a separate conclusion. Well, that is that they really want a Call of Duty Four remaster, and they're complaining, and that's what most of the downloads. I think they, I think that's the biggest thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Is the Call of Duty Four? But haven't they backed down okay. on that though? No. No, they haven't. But they are totally like I I can say this with like. You know, ninety-nine percent confidence that they will release it as a standalone, like several months after, like the fucking. Oh yeah, absolutely. As Infinite soon as Warfare it's, as soon as it's yeah. done, they've got the money of the original fans. They can fuck them over. Don't care. It's Call of yeah, Duty. It'll outsell Battlefield will. a thousand times over. Who cares? Whatever. Well, no, I think the, thing, the interesting thing is like, oh, oh, they're just doing another future game. It's like, what you've been buying COD for fucking five years, like fucking ten years, and only now you're sick of the same thing. How does that work? Well, mm. let's ask some Pokemon fans. Oh, John wants to talk about Pokemon. I just want to mention the new starters and see if any of us have opinions about which is our favourite of the next generation I of starters. I absolutely love Blathers. Pokemon. Your choices are Rowlet, Litten, or Poplio. Blathers. I like the Pokemon. <laughs> Blathers is my favourite. That, that guy from right Animal now. Crossing, he's a Pokemon now, isn't he? My yes, favorite he's is Rowlet. The, one. My favourite is the yes. yellow one with the tail. I played Pokemon I... X or Y and I hated it, so I don't. I'll play this one. Mm-hmm. But that's just I've, I've got a lot of catching up to do. I need I need to play Black and White and X and Y and Salt and Pepper before I'm caught up in the, the, the in terms of like the plot to be able to play Sun. And I Moon. don't know if Salt and Peppers are real or not. You that's, know, that's how that's how many fucking games there are. Had. Heaven and Hell. We haven't had Heaven and Hell. You know what? I'd totally pay for a Pokemon Batman vs Superman. <laughs> Pokemon Batman or Pokemon Superman? Yeah, the Pokemon are just different types of Batman and Superman. You know what though? The amount of Lego minifigs are of Batman. Yeah, it's true. Right? I got a new one like the Buccaneer Batman, Space Batman, Snow Batman, like okay, Scuba but Batman. Batman, Batman. Wait, 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 wait. If yeah. you had to pick three Batman iterations and have them evolving into each other, which is the first baby Batman? What's mid-stage Batman? And what is final, terrifying, fearsome evolution of Batman? Okay, well, this is a great example of a fucking Christopher Nolan's three series. Yeah, Batman begins shitty, like fucking not even wearing a bat suit Batman with the fucking balaclava and the fucking belt and the shitty fucking harness. Then you got, you know, Batman Begins original suit where he can't move his head then you've got the dark knight returns bat suit where he can move his head and he has full motion and he has all the gadgets Pish, bat, they're squash, too so similar yeah. though surely like the the first evolution <clears throat> of batman needs to be like bruce wayne from gotham or something where he's like a kid that's not really batman though it's just bruce wayne that's a different character entirely well i know you've okay when we're talking about bruce wayne versus batman have you ever actually seen bruce wayne and batman in the same room at the same time matt because i'm beginning to suspect they may be the same person i hate you I don't think they're the same person. I think it was the butler with the candle in the library. 
In all fairness, okay. Alfreding the series Gotham is seriously badass, and I'd rather he be Batman than Bruce Wayne. Apparently, in some of the comics, Alfred was Batman for a while. Yeah, but Gwen Stacy was Batman, Batman in some of the comics, because that's fucking how comics work. It's like, we just mash all the things together, we don't care anymore. I think everyone's eventually been Batman at some point. He's not a very prestigious title, to be honest. <laughs> totally everyone's Batman. Although, that would although, be my if... favourite Batman Arkham game. Just, Batman, everyone's Arkham. And just every character you come across is Batman. <laughs> just okay. in a different... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest, first evolution is Bruce Wayne wearing a little mask. Then at level 16, he evolves into Terry McGuinness, Batman Beyond. And then the final evolution is Batman from uh, Dark Knight Returns in the massive Batman mecha suit. That's the final evolution of Batman. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd start with actually a bat. and then That's a... probably a good idea. Possibly just Zubat evolves into Batman. And, no, a bat and then a man. Right. Yeah. And then Batman. Batman. Yeah. Right. See, so you went with Actually, it could... It could be kind of like Mantike and Remoraid, where you've got to have a man in your party at the same time as Zubat, and then it evolves into Batman. You catch you catch a Christian Bale. Po- uh, you have to go and catch Christian Bale. If you've got Christian Bale in your team at the same time as Zubat, then Zubat levels up. It evolves into Batman. Yeah, but Christian Bale's Batman. Only with, like you look at all these like moves. He's like, why does he have growl four times? I, I don't know. It's just a- yeah. But then you can just release Christian Bale and oh, yeah, just no, keep no. Batman. How do we? How do we? How does the game mechanic work? Because obviously, for, 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 for Bruce Wayne to become Batman, his parents have to die. So how do you work that into a Pokemon setting? You, you have to have at least one of his them. parents in your party and have them faint the same no, battle no, no. that Bruce Wayne levels up. Every Batman you come across has their parents with them and you have to kill the parents to catch the Batman. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's like Cubone and Marowak. It's just part of their backstory. Like, that'd what? be a great tutorial, wouldn't it? It's simple. We, we, ca- we capture the Batman and just shoot the parents in the face. We finally got the self-scope. Now we can yeah. figure out what the mysterious entity is. Oh, it's Batman's parents. Kill them. You know what? Like, if... It, you know, the... um, What was the fucking Rick and Morty Pokemon clone? What was that called again? Ah, uh, that was Pocket Ricks. Okay, Pocket Morty. Um, like I totally, I'd be fine with a Batman one of those. You know what? Fine. Yeah. Just pocket Batman. I, I just like all it is is just different Batmans. Fine. Batman. You know what? Batman. Yeah, okay. Superman though. Instead, how do you evolve Superman? Because isn't he already at max evolution just all the time? Is that the joke? Is is that like it? He evolves and nothing happens. Like yeah, that's it. Consistently shit. He can just be a. He can just be a, like a one stage legendary. He's fine. He's basically yeah, genderless. How... He just yeah, sits. And he just he just sit like a legendary Pokemon. Just like sits in a cave, like and waits to be caught. Bat a Superman, or at least modern cinema Superman, just sits moping in his fortress of solitude, being no, mopey yeah, and serious. Just like, someone like, goes and tosses a master a whole... ball at him. No, yeah, but you could have a whole game full of different different Batmans. There's so many Batmans, but like, how would you fill a game with different Supermans? Like, you just like, you could have like, like kid Superman from Smallville. Superman, there's Gwen Stacy Superman. They're all there. Smallville Superman. Enough, have like, Smallville Superman. That was quite yeah, good. Yeah, but they're all the same though. Like you, you have like you have you have you have Pokemon Batman. You have a billion Batmans. You have Pokemon Superman. You have Superman, and that's the only character. It's the only Pokemon. You get to your starting Pokemon, and that's it. Like when you, you could you, have, you have like Clark people, Kent. Clark Kent can evolve into Superman. Yeah. Clark Kent. Oh, how about Kal-El? Baby Kal-El evolves into teenage Clark Kent. Evolves into Superman. At which point he becomes. At which point he gains a secondary flying type. What the fuck is baby cat? Before he's just normal. Yeah, 
Clark Kent's just a normal type, and Superman becomes a normal flying type. That's cool. I like what that. What the fuck is he gonna do? Like as a kid, though, what are you gonna attack? He never attacked. Well, he's gonna be he's kid. gonna be a baby in a cocoon because he's just arrived. Because he's Kal-El, oh so he'll be a part steel type. He'll be like the cocoon phase. You'd actually have he'll to be like, defensive. I quite enjoy the fact that we've now sort of set up a game where a baby Superman is killing Batman's parents, and that's how we catch <laughs> things. Oh god. Yeah, but then they realised that both of their names were Martha, so it's fine. We should totally contact Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I want it, brothers. We got, we got a game plan for you. It's it really it, bloody it, epic. It'd probably have more of a story than actually the movie Batman vs. Superman. Mm. Yeah, we should make that. That's the only thing. Mm. Speaking Which, of crappy uh, things to do with superheroes, who watched Captain ooh. America Civil War? I really liked what? it. What? What do you mean? That crappy? was good. Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck off. Okay. Maybe I'm just not it, liking things at the moment because I have like much better things. But it was... It just so many it's, things. That's that's so one percent. I know, right? It's like, so, I have well, so I don't like McDonald's guys. anymore. I have caviar now, you I know. Have, dude, five guys. I don't like five McDonald's guys. either, to be five honest. Five guys is my life. That Though was, I will say, after I had I had a few drinks after Civil War, and I was walking home and I was hungry, so I actually went into McDonald's for the first time in a decade just to buy some fries. They're still pretty damn good no, fries. No, they're fucking shit. You've tried Five Guys. Five Guys. Five Guys fries are literally. I've had. Five, well, food. I've had Five Guys London. Is Five Guys London shit? No, I would say I don't know. I haven't been to the one in Glasgow. It's. it's because it's, it's very subjective because everything's franchised and everything. You can get really nice, fresh McDonald's fries, which are cooked and they're all crispy and nice. Or you can get really horrible ones that have been sat there for five hours and horrible and sorry. Or same with Five Guys or any other fucking fast food place because they're all either shit or great. Shut up. Right. Every saying no spoilers. I'm assuming for Captain America, not for Five Guys. <clears throat> I'm willing yeah. to not spoil anything. Okay. I don't so whatever happens, do not mention that both Captain America and Iron Man's mother were called Martha, <laughs> and that means they may become friends at the end. That was a yeah. weird twist. I didn't that get was a that really before. fucking weird twist, especially as neither of their mothers were called Martha. Yeah. So it's really odd they said that. That was strange. That was yeah. no, that really strange. bothered. No, that bothered me a lot. Not because it was a twist, because it wasn't exactly a twist, but it was just the idea that Batman was like, "Yes, you are dangerous," and it's like. Oh, your mother's called Martha. Okay, I guess you're not. I'm assuming this is a now? reference to the Batman vs Superman, which I haven't bothered to see because I don't want to see that. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. If Wait, Batman, apparently... yeah, if, if Superman's mother had just been called like Mary, then he would have just stabbed that bastard, <laughs> and just that would have been it. Yeah, but even um, then, even just because he's called Martha, why does that mean he suddenly goes, oh, "You're okay now," and then lets him go, and then goes off to save Superman? Yeah, exactly. Had it been wife. Mary, he wouldn't have been okay. Yeah, but even if it was Martha, what, I don't get the, the reasoning there. Batman just goes, okay, you have a mother? Yes, you have okay. a mother. I too had a mother. I mean, Correct. don't for Correct. God's sakes, no one tell Batman that Joker has a mother as well, most likely. Ooh, as in fact, know. do many people. Yeah. Joker just pulled Fucking... out of hell. Do you know Zod had a mother as well? I mean, gosh damn. Actually, I don't think that he, Zod did have a mother. In, according to the current Superman universe, there wasn't like Superman the first natural birth in like forever. That's a good point. Like, well, yeah, but they were like been coming on, on, out of pods or whatever. On official insemination of still having a biological. Zod mother. is in fact the one person who doesn't have a mother, which is why Superman kills him at the end of at the end of That's Man of Steel because he That's doesn't have a mother, so it's fine. <gasps> it all makes sense. Oh, is that is that just Superman just goes to fucking orphanages and just fucking? I think basically Superman might actually be taking part in some sort of ter- horrifying kind of. Um, Kryptonian racism here, where he just murders people who don't have mothers. That's what he just—he just goes around. Or he was them. built to kill the Batman, and that's how you—that's how you filter out Batman. Do you have a mother? No, Batman could be Batman. 
<laughs> or Iron Man, or ninety-nine percent of superheroes and fantasy characters, and all characters yeah. in television. Actually, thinking about it, I thought Civil War was fun, and I'm not going to spoil anything because obviously everything I'm about to say is stuff that is either in or easily intuited from the trailer. The yeah. new Spider-Man is excellent. I agree. I like yeah, the no, new yeah. Spider-Man. But you know excellent. what? The Civil War, Captain America Civil War did two things that I didn't... One thing that was kind of bad. One was they completely changed what the Civil War was about from the comics. Now, I don't read the comics, but the actual idea in the Civil War comics is that they have a big battle over should superheroes reveal their identities. And in... Broadly, yes. In the current climate and the world that we live in, uh, identity is a really big topic. Mm. And I think that a, a modern sort of take on that would be a really, like, smart time to do it, a really clever thing. But no, it's about should the, like, the EU... It was Brexit. The it problem, was about Brexit. But they, they, they couldn't... Should, the problem should is they, they be really part of the EU? Was basically all they really can't scale. do that in the current Marvel Universe because had, like, you know, the, the general what's-his-face, Thunderbolt Ross or whatever, come in the room and said, you all have to reveal your secret identities. Probably they would have gone on a tape saying, well... I'm Steve Rogers and everyone knows that. Uh, I'm Tony Stark and everyone already knows that. Uh, yeah, I'm Wanda Maximoff. Everyone already knows that. Yeah, I'm but... Vision. I don't really... I'm not really a person. Yeah, so but whatever. Oh, no, I'm Clint. I'm, I'm a public sector employee, so anyone can bloody look me up. Does anyone around the table actually have a secret identity? No, actually. Spider-Man's oh, okay, just sitting his mask on. Uh... <laughs> yeah, like, Spider-Man's the only one. Like, even Black Panther. Like, oh, it's his secret. And they just take his mask off. They actually off, had like... to introduce two... In fact, actually... Did... Before Black Panther and Spider-Man were introduced in Civil War, does anyone in the Avengers have a secret identity? Because everyone no. knows who Hulk is. Do they? Everyone, yeah, they all, they all, they're all, yeah, Bruce pub- Banner, basically, yeah. they're all public sector employees who are known. But they're not, they're their own, they're rogues, they're things, they, they got, uh, they got a, basically, the whole film became an argument mm. about should the, uh, the, what's the face, the big government people own the Avengers? The UN. Yeah. To, and to then, like, the, the woman answer... said to Tony, it's unacceptable you're so unaccountable. You need to be controlled by the UN. And Tony should have logically replied, are you seriously telling me that when a rogue android was about to wipe out all life on Earth, the UN wouldn't have approved the Sokovia operation? Yeah, I, I, I really Of course they cocking would. Yeah. I, I your son would still annoyed. be dead. And they go into a big, big barn. The, the, big film, the whole film is about a big barney about this. And they go, this doesn't make sense. Like, but you just basically go... It was a right, really impressive barney, movie. though. It was That's a fantastic bar. No, they you do good what? fight scenes. I don't like... really think it was. I think the, right. The best thing I can say about that film, it was, it was certainly directed, and the lighting. Oh, it was certainly lit. There's nothing good. really spe- like if you show a clip no. from like, random Marvel things, I couldn't tell you which random Marvel. No, thing none of the Marvel from. things are particularly. There's no like... style or anything to any of them. They're okay. very bland. Ma- my, my thing with these movies, right, is I have a criteria on when I'd actually buy a movie. I rarely buy a movie. Most, most movies I'll watch on Netflix or rent, but my criteria for buying movies, it has to be really significant. I never once have I wanted to buy a Marvel movie. Yeah. Not because they're bad movies. They're good movies, I think, but they're just not... Like, like in 10 years, no one's going to be looking back going, ooh, Civil War, really defined... Ooh, I disagree. Know? I don't really? think, well, people won't be looking back saying specifically Civil War, but I think in 10 years people look back and say that was one of the most ambitious attempts at cross-continuity universe buildings that cinemas ever attempted. Maybe, and they it's... kept it going for like 20, 30 films. Oh, yeah, no, I'm gonna, it's going to be culturally, culturally significant, but I don't think any specific movie, because no one's going to, like, nobody looks back on the original, like, you know, eight years since the original Iron Man. Nobody, nobody we really watched, it's not really a, a classic or anything. with Ant-Man. <laughs> With Edgar Wright was behind it, and he was doing his own uh, thing for eight so years, and then he got ripped off the thing. Uh, so and then it's just like, oh, uh, well, okay, I guess these are going to just also be movies. 
But my ma- my main big issue with Captain America and pretty much all Marvel films at this point is that there is now literally negative character development. They are. Ooh, literally- I yeah. disagree. I I disagree. Really. Because I'm going to focus I on think, my favourite character. I think if you... The, ca- the character's... Is Tony the character development happens mm. as a big macro trend across the thing. Like, you can see where the characters come from if you consider the events of their previous films. Rather than it being happening within an individual film, it's a consequence of previous films. Like, I understand going into Civil War, Steve Rogers is naturally going to be taking the position that he is because of the events of Winter Soldier. He trusted the government, he trusted S.H.I.E.L.D., and it turned out he was betrayed and he got completely screwed over because he put his faith in something. So now he's suspicious of an authority having influence over him. Whereas in Iron Man 3 and Avengers, like, and Avengers 2, Tony saw the consequences of him going off on his own and trying to do things all by himself, and it went horribly tits up. So when the opportunity comes for him to be put in check and there to be a proper regulatory body, he says, actually, this is a good idea because I've tried going off and doing my own thing and it's repeatedly screwed up, so I'm going to support it. So you can see flowing from the previous films where the characters are coming from and why they're in opposition, and it's very, very elegant, but, in my opinion, But at least. there's also stuff like the actual character of Tony Stark. He started as a warmongering moron. That's a, that's sort of his place. He's just he was the warmongering dickhead who didn't give a shit about other people, and he was a massive addict of probably just alcohol, but hinted at other things. Although it's a it's a Disney movie now, so probably never never being addicted again. And then he gradually lost. He gradually started saving the world, and gradually realized that there were things more important to him. And as mm. much and if he had actually he helped with the Avengers Institute because the initiative initiative there we go because basically he wanted to leave he wanted he wanted out he was like i'm gonna help you get these new guys because i just i want to go and live my life i was now. a real oh no i think i scene. think he's addicted to the buzz mm. now he may have got over his gremlins for the alcohol but he's got... replaced it with an addiction to the adrenaline and buzz of being of avenger and he pushed it so far that's why the thing at the beginning involving tony stark's relationships is brought up that i'm not going to mention at the end of the, the iron man 3 which is my favorite yes. marvel film I really don't like Iron Man 3. It's Nobody does. Well, it's okay. Nobody really likes it, and I like it because it's actually yeah. a character piece. Tony Stark finishes his journey. He has gone from that warmongering fuckwit addict to someone who actually has stuff in his life that he genuinely cares about. He ditches his addi- his last addiction, which is the Iron Man suits. That was like his last addiction. Ah, but he, do- he doesn't, though. He-, he relapses almost immediately, hence the events of Avengers 2. Yeah, but it's 2. never mentioned in the Avengers 2, and it comes up now. And he's sort of yeah. like, he's I admit like, it, oh, I think kind of, it, I, oh pro- I just, I can't stop doing this thing. I think it would have been well, a bit crowded. It wouldn't have, there's not space for an Avengers 2, because there's, there's a lot of stuff well, happening. It's the, already the re- a crowded film. Yeah, but the, the take reason- Tony Stark out of an aggressive role in the Avengers, what I would have done. I would, I would have but- him never done an Iron Man suit for like four or five films, and then have him have to get in one later on. You have that constant well, no, tease of him going back. It, I, I, I got annoyed in, in like, this kind of America's war, because, I mean, it's not... If, See, Gwyneth Paltrow, I, I, I think literally, it isn't the case of they don't want to write Pepper Potts in, but literally they can't get Gwyneth Paltrow to come back and do it because she's busy or ske- the scheduling issues It's or most likely she's too expensive. They're trying to cut down some of this money now. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they have to fight, They have to like write in some awkward way to explain why she's not in it. Yeah. And it doesn't feel natural. It feels very like, oh, we couldn't get Gwyneth Paltrow. See, this is why she should have kept running the company. If she kept running the company, then it could have been that she was just on a thing, and then you record a very mm. short scene with her, if need be, and you mm. have the grown-up. You can have. I know. I never minded that so much. The one, the one that kind of I think sticks out more is why Natalie Portman's constantly missing. Like every time Thor comes to Earth, Natalie she's Portman's basically not there eighty percent of the time. Gone. He's getting a new love interest and everything. 
I really oh, like the Thor Ooh. movies. I don't like the Thor movies. I like Thor movies because they don't actually have anything to hinge on. Like, the, the Avengers have, look at all the superheroes fighting. Captain America tends to be a bit more, look at the, especially 2, which I really liked, was look okay. at this spy thriller, which I, yeah. I kind of like. Iron Man is well, the, a very nice character piece, but Thor is just sort of like, look at the CGI! And you're like, oh, nobody cares. I like yeah, it because it's I, simple. It's a very well, simple no. story. It's basically, yeah, Thor 1 is fantastically simple. No, it's Thor, just bloke as, a, has... bloke as an arsehole needs to learn to not be an arsehole anymore. Thor has the DC problem. Because one of the reasons I like Marvel over DC is because Marvel is is mainly grounded characters. They're mainly the slight mutants or they're people who've made suits or whatever. While most of DC is these mythical creatures from other planets or worlds or universes or whatever mm-hmm. with these magical powers, you know. And I, I always feel like Marvel's a lot more grounded. But then Thor's sort of one of the odd ones out where he is this mythical creature from another world and it, he just feels... It's like Batman. Like, I, I fucking love Batman. I love... He's my favourite superhero, but he... Every time I see him in a bigger DC universe, I never feel like he belongs. Because him... Yeah. The Batman universe is so grounded and gritty, inherently, that... Apart when, from the Lego Batman universe, which is the best Batman I universe. I agree completely. <laughs> but, but, the Lego... Leg, Lego... Lego. Batman. The Batman sort of universe is so grounded, then you've got this ridiculous, like... Other superheroes, which are just all these mythical creatures, and Batman feels like he doesn't fit into DC, and vice versa. Thor just feels a bit out of place in yeah, Marvel. Yeah, but you see, that issue extends further into the actual structure of the uh, the universe themselves. So I don't like Guardians of the Galaxy. I fucking love the soundtrack, but I don't enjoy the film Guardians of the Galaxy because it doesn't fit like it doesn't feel like it fits in with the rest of Marvel. And now they keep going all these universes the connected point. and having to say that if Guardians of the Galaxy was like it's its own thing, I'd be like it's a great film. I kind of enjoy that. I think it's got well, no, problems, but, but it's got great is, stuff. But, is, but when you've got, like, literally, like, one thing, of the key not... scenes of Avengers 1 is Tony Stark suffocating in space. That becomes a whole thing about his character. That's one of the key scenes. And then in Guys of the Galaxy, oh, you can survive in space for a while. Yeah, you just, you just get a bit cold. Uh, it's just, yeah, like, there's the, the, the inconsistencies, yeah. These yeah. are different things. Because that's the thing, is, this is why I don't like comic books, is because you're just basically going, all right, we've got... Uh, a god, we've got a fucking magician coming up, we've got this smart guy, we've got uh, fucking Satan himself. It's just all these, everything. It's just a big pot of, yeah, everything. And there's a lack of consistency between all yeah, these there's, things. Yeah, there's no, and they, but the thing is, they're trying to connect consistency. This is when Doctor Who fails miserably. It's when it tries to add consistency between things that don't need it. That doesn't need to be there. Because well, it's all. This. Rusty they're, did a good built... job at that. Wow. I think Rusty did a decent enough job at that. I think he did. And I think it's only went wrong job. with Moffat. I think they've done very good jobs, but I still think that every now and then you get an episode where you go, "No, that made literally no sense." Like, oh, there's a solar I think it happens about to wipe way out the more with happens, with Moffat trees. than it ever did with Russell T Davis. The worst episode of Doctor Who is that stupid trees one with Peter Capaldi, where the the Earth is. Oh, love by... and monsters. Love and monsters is worse. Right, two things. One, fuck you, and two, love and monsters is brilliant. I Love and Monsters has ter- has terrifying paving slab blowjobs in it. Yes, it's, it's no, but it also has copious amounts of Jeff Lynne. So I do like <laughs> I do oh, like Love and, Mon- Love and Monsters paving slab blowjobs, Dan. Yeah, okay, you, right. you can't no in the forest of whatever the fuck is what the forest of the night, whatever the fuck that Doctor Who episode is called. Clara yeah. convinces the Doctor to let children die. Because otherwise they'll miss their mums when no more than 15 feet away from her is Danny Pink, her lover, and an orphan. In front of her is the doctor. Her fucking 
best friend and an orphan. And she's Clara, who's got a dead mum. It's just so annoying. I'm like, you could have... It's like, what the fuck? That episode It's is not even the worst so episode awful. in that season. That is Kill so the Moon awful. is worst. Kill the Moon is worst. Kill the worse. Moon is a semi-decent episode that then you know, goes into, hey, abortion's bad for some reason. <clears throat> Um, this is why Doctor Who loses me completely. Because he has these, like, I really liked the, uh, uh Christopher Eccleston. That was when I sort of got into Doctor Who, and I really liked oh, that, because it was very... Happy it was season. A, camp. It was it very was grounded. It was camp. It was camp, but it was grounded. Yeah, so was and camp. And it was like... So was yeah, most couple of, of bad episodes, stuff. generally a good street, uh, a very good season. Yeah. Well, no, because I had, like, one of my favourite episodes was was the, um, uh, fucking, uh, I can't remember the name, the Where's My Mummy? Empty Child. Empty. Or Doctor Dance. That was Stephen Moffat's episode. Yeah, but that he, he's be- he's a better felt- writer than he is than he is a better lead. Well, that's what I've I always think. said is that Stephen Moffat can write the best plots that Doctor Who has, and Russell T Davis can write the best characters that Doctor Who has. And when they're working together, they made the best stuff. Yeah, they absolutely made the best stuff. And when they're working separately, you've got stuff that's either stupid, character heavy, or like because Mo- Russell T Davis didn't come up with really great plots, and Moffat really struggles with his characters. And so in between, when it was like Moffat episodes in Rusty Davis's era, that's when they shan't. That's when you've got Blake. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's when you've got... Moffat, I think, can't just can't write an arc that's got a satisfying and properly built-up conclusion to it. I, I yeah. I never of, like his endings. I like that he has a bit, sort of, like, a few things going on and not everything gets resolved. I quite like that. But, yeah, he sort of doesn't do an ending. He does. But what's beyond this point, it's very much a princess is in another castle sort of way of writing. But that's just a yeah. But then, he, but then he forgets. He forgets where he left it, and just kind of it just comes back. So we just kind of have like the doctors decides d- to dive into his own timeline to rescue Clara, an error from which he can never escape, and which will erase him from reality. And da da da. And then we kind of he picks up Clara and waddles her off, and then we join him next season, and they're escaped from his own timeline. Yes. Can I point somehow? Can I point out, no one bothered to explain how. I'd like to ever. point out that that is one of my favorite things that Moffat does. I love. Well, Maury's not that sort of one, but when he actually does a cliffhanger, and the cliffhanger is like the thing's going to happen, and the next episode starts completely differently, so it feels like time has actually passed and there's actually been something happening. I like but only that. if it explains roughly how that was solved. Yeah, but I do. Right? I mean, he didn't do that with Sherlock. He didn't do how Sherlock because it came such a big thing. How did Sherlock survive? How did Sherlock survive? So they sort of glossed over it. Like it doesn't fucking matter, really. Sherlock survived. You know, he survived. The how it it's how did the magician do the trick? It's the trick that's more impressive, and it's the trick that we care about. But when the it's, trick when is it's less that, impressive when the trick was all done with CGI post production. I will point out when you go to a timeline thingy, that's not a trick. That's, that was just a thing that happened, and they completely lost over it. That's not great. I mean, Red Dwarf did a great job of this with their most recent series, when they had a few times when Chris Barry was trying to explain what happened at the end of Series Eight, which was the big cliffhanger where they sort of ended it, and he keeps getting interrupted doing it, and the audience are just like, ah! You actually get audience noises that are like, fuck you, we want to hear this thing, <laughs> but it's beautiful. It's like he's like, well, that thing with the, the nano-eating virus. Like, and then Lister's like, hang on, we're getting a message. And it just sort of never comes up again. That's a beautiful way of doing it. I think, I think there is an elegance in doing it that way. Sometimes Moffat gets it right. Sometimes he doesn't get it right. But the fucking... I will fight anyone to death who doesn't think The Forest of the Night is the worst episode. The plot is trees appeared everywhere, rip up buildings, destroy most of the infrastructure of the Earth because a solar flare is about to hit the Earth. And the trees create an oxygen airbag because oxygen plus fire is happy times for everyone, that bounce, the solar flare bounces off of, and then the trees will vanish away because yeah. the trees are sentient. Didn't, didn't you see the Sontaran, the Sontaran stratagem episode in Poison Sky? If you just burn a fire in the top of the atmosphere, everyone's fine underneath it. Yeah, because all the gas was That's, up there. We, we've already established you can just burn the entire world and it's fine. That's good, actually. 
helps. Yeah, that. Yeah, but this is assuming worse. no one's Burn in the plane. The I would like to point out that. that all trees are sentient, alive, watching and protecting the Earth, and can somehow get this random girl that was lost. And also, there's a heavy message of don't take medic. Kids shouldn't be on medication, which I think is kind of mm. a fucked up thing to say. And also, there's the whole scene where Clara convinces the doctor to let children die no. because otherwise like, they'll this, be sad. Like. Because I started watching that season oh, of Doctor oh, Who. Oh, and there's, a, there's a bit where there's a tiger about to attack them and Danny Pink flashes a torch in its eyes and then it goes away and then they just have a conversation. Nobody's freaked out. There was a tiger wrapped three feet from them. Oh, it's just... like I, that, was the, that season was when I started watching Doctor Who again because I, oh, I didn't that like was, that. That's the no, that's I a terrible stopped. season to start rewatching. No, I know, I know. This is my point. Because, you see, I, I, I kind of went off sort of the later Tenant stuff and Matt Smith because I felt it got a bit too... silly, I guess, at least... For, for what I liked about Doctor Who. Oh, God, Hill. I, I think Tennant got too fucking miserable at the end of his run. Well, no, he did get no, yeah, he got too miserable. Yeah, fucking lonely God. Yeah. No, yeah, that was... I didn't like that either, but I kind of liked the more great... As I said, I really liked the Empty Channel, you know, that kind of really grounded, kind of seri- more serious stuff that was, yeah. like, more about... I, I really liked that episode because it was whole this kind of supernatural thing and then they just discovered it to be something technical and rational. Yeah, which is what most and, of Doctor Who is. It's Scooby-Doo. Which I fucking... I, I, I liked... I loved that, but then... I kind of got a bit mopey, and then I thought Matt Smith was a bit too wee, and I didn't really like that very much. And I thought, oh, Capaldi's a bit of a cynical twat, you know, maybe he's a bit more like, <laughs> like, he could be a bit more like, sort of, um, fucking, uh, Christopher, uh, excellent. Yeah. And I sort of watched, watched it, and it went, ah, moon egg, okay, tree, sent, all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, okay. everyone, look over there for a moment. Oh, wait, the moon egg hatched while we weren't looking, but we but couldn't afford to animate it. Like Don't worry, because that thing birthed the moon of equal <coughs> density. Yeah, it's the thing that just burst out of an egg immediately bore a new it's egg. Just... And don't ask where the shell went, because it just didn't go anywhere, it's all right? Just Fuck all you. all these ridiculously overly large-scale things, which don't really make any sense. Because the empty channel thing was just... Like, wasn't it just like a fucking... A thing had crashed yeah, and it was in World the, it was War II. Yeah, and it was a hospital ship had crashed, and it was the nanomachines yeah. that repaired things. The first thing they found was a dead child. They thought that's how things were supposed to be, so they anything that touched it, nanomachines transferred over and turned them into the gas mask child. And that they thought that was simple, human physiology. Simple, small scale, fucking really creepy, and they figured out what was going on. It was like, oh my god, what a twist, you know. And in this, it's just... what It's a space... What the fuck, space egg? Yeah. What tree it's just just keep it small small simple small and simple I, I can deal with epic if it's like if you really commit to it like i will i will stand on the hill and die for the fact that utopia sound of drums and last the time laws are absolutely fantastic i will stand with you i will say that that is the strongest tenant era I love I love that three part. So many people think uh, oh not, they, you know, you, last you some people further. say they didn't like Last of the Times. I love Last of the Times. Go back further. Include cuz you can that is the strongest run of Doctor Who ever is okay. Okay. Yeah. Fam- nature, family, family, family of family blood, blood blink, you t- a blink. Yeah. Can you explain some of these episodes to me cuz you say names just glosses over me cuz I've sort of seen these okay. a while back and I Human Nature and Family of Blood is the one where the doctor goes human and ends up being in a uh, World War 2. He's a teacher in a, a boarding school at World War 2. World War 1 damn. It is World War 1. You're right. Sorry, I, I get confused. It's 1913. 1913, and he okay, is. Okay, vaguely remember Smith. that. Blink is the first appearance of the Weeping Angels. Yeah, the yeah the Weeping Angels. Yeah, that's yeah. good episode. Once again, for some reason, like that, that was another sort of horror one, but like it was once again, it was a simple, yeah, really so enclosed. Moffat, Moffat is great at going. Hey, I've got an yep. idea of a thing that scares me. Let's make it scare you as well. Well, they they just he work, also but... was. Oh no, sorry, that wasn't Madame de Pompadour. That was the previous season. No, I'm yeah, wrong. Sorry, that was. They work well. I think they work well small scale. 
They work. I think Doctor they work always work. I, I mean, I I'm constantly scripting and writing and planning a series of Doctor Who, and it is entirely small scale. Uh, it's got. It's got. Look, I sort of have more sort of grand epicy things, but I do keep it as a small personal thing. I mean, Moffat kept that on with series five when he first got hold of Matt Smith because the finale, the Big Bang, is literally them basically just jogging around a museum trying to save the universe from this museum, and it's such a small, yeah. tiny little episode. And it's so the mm. stakes are so incredibly high for a small character-driven episode, and that is his best finale and his best ending and his best everything. Though mm. so we did it. subsequently go on to forget that uh, Daleks could actually say mercy all along. Yes, he then forgot that he, the he Daleks were allowed to say, to say mercy because subsequently, song. fuck it, Daleks can't say mercy anymore. It's really remarkable. Only the okay. song heard that. Mm. Can I can I just make a point in that I fucking hate Daleks and Cybermen? You can hate Cybermen. I I my entire series is based around the Daleks. I hate Daleks. My entire series is based... So what? Okay, I'm going to actually pitch everybody now. This is a, a thing I'm actually genuinely liking. It's kind of a secret. So, well done. Ooh. You're hearing this. My plot of Doctor Who is that somebody... It starts off the first episode. Somebody is buggering with the Doctor's timeline. And he's being basically erased from existence. He builds the TARDIS into a paradox machine to keep him in existence. That somehow generates a new companion for him who gets ripped out of a different timeline. And then when he's... He, he finally emerges from this machine to have a look around... Uh, the world, everything's fucked. The Daleks have completely taken over, and so the universe is under Dalek rule, so they are a constant, never-ending threat you cannot beat. The only way you can beat this is to fix the timeline. He has a limited time before the Paradox Machine stops. How the fuck does he do it? And the whole series is based off that arc. And then, so it's, it's, you've got nice... A lot of Most of the episodes are very people huddled, being scared from the Daleks. So the Daleks are a constant threat through the entire series, even though you very rarely actually come across them. Well, that's just, my pitch I, I, for fixing the Daleks I'm writing it it's just Daleks inherently right they're, they're a character that was made like 50 years ago and it just you can still of... write really good Dalek episodes mm, though no, between the, the, uh, no. da- between Dalek Bad no, Wolf Parting no. of the Ways sound um the um not the sound of drums um Stolen Earth Stolen Earth is a fantastic Dalek episode. Now I'm going to stand on my own okay. fight to death for saying that as an awful episode. You know the new It's it's I know the three parter is dreadful. Turn left is okay. Parting of the ways is is dreadful. Stolen Earth doesn't really work like as an episode but as just like a Dalek thing where the Daleks actually feel like they present real threat and yeah. everyone's genuinely terrified of them. It works in that regard. Well, they did a good job of that with um uh what was it? The what was that episode called? Oh, Asylum of the Daleks. That was a good one for yeah. actually having slightly scary Daleks. Although human form Daleks. Yeah, that was that was good for scary do Daleks at form. least. Don't do human form anything. It's horrible. I hate that. That's a trope that I can't stand. But um, yeah, I think the, the rule of Daleks, and it's a very simple rule, is one Dalek versus you is a nightmare. And it's difficult and it's hard. An army of Daleks is a nuisance that you can swat away with Deus Ex Machina. Because there's no other way of beating them. Yeah. Unless you have the Doctor wage war on the Daleks for thousands of years. Which, mm-hmm. admittedly, probably Moffat will do at some point in the last series. But, um, yeah, you have... I, I, I've always been the rule of, if you ever want to... Because another thing I've done to Daleks is because they are supreme, they have sort of taken over. And they've slightly split into maybe factions. I'm not going to explore too much. But they've also... Oh, uh... They've evolved as a creature... So they're not entirely necessary that they need to use their suits. We get a little bit of nice more aliens horror with them. So they've got like a tank mode and a fast scout mode. And so basically I've taken what they already have and you gently tweak it. And now 
you have one Dalek who's not in his suit, you're on a spaceship that's crashing into a planet, you've got four minutes until it hits the planet's surface, you've got to escape and there's a Dalek haunting you, there's an episode, and it's small, and it makes the Dalek scary. Mm. I just, right, you know in the, the companion, new companion reveal, where she's yes. just complaining about the Daleks, and the, that's literally my opinion of the Daleks, constantly. Because yeah. as much as they can be written to be threatening, they... They're these big, bulky, ridiculous things that can barely move at any speed with one tiny little fucking gun. Yeah, which is why I added the... Because they are horrific technical monsters inside. Now, if they stopped being completely dependent on those they machines are. and made them a war machine out of it, so they were... Well, no, have this is my problem, inside, though. You just they, they, no, this out. is my problem with Doctor Who. Because inherently the dogs could have evolved so much, like, but they're so inherent on this fucking nostalgia thing that they just keep these fucking dogs looking exactly the same as they did 50 years ago, even though they could have done so much, they, they could look completely different. See, my favorite but they want to fucking bank dropped. on them, wank on this nostalgia thing. My favorite line dropped, and that was the Paradigm Daleks, the big fuckers, the ones that the Matt Smith's Doctor was there to witness. The one where my Ironside Dalek comes from, that episode, where they- The Power Rangers with. Daleks. The Power Ranger Daleks. I fucking love yeah. the idea of a race of Daleks that declare on the Daleks because they're not good enough. So you have these supreme Daleks against the shitty Daleks. And so you have a Dalek civil war. Boom, we got episodes from that sort of thing. With yeah, a but they're still conflict. Daleks. Just... Yeah, but those were actually... The, uh, the, you know, like, they really, like, got a really big bump at the bottom and, like, a slight, the smaller one at the top, so they look kind of like hunchbacks and a bit weird? That's because uh, half of it was made Imperial, half of it was made Metric. It's a fuck-up. They're supposed to be sort of normal size and bright colours. Or maybe bigger and bright colours. But yeah, they actually had them like half built the wrong way. Yeah, I just I don't like I like at least Cybermen to me. Like I remember one of the first the, the first Cybermen episode I saw, and it was it was one of the it was I think it was one of the um, David Tennant ones, and it was just I remember them being really fucking creepy, mm-hmm. just kidnapping people and fucking ripping their fucking brains out and sticking them into these robots and these trying to get this humanity out of these robots who don't really know who they are and like being terribly confused and scared inside and that was kind of horrific yeah but the, the doctor who has just this habit of instead of doing these like as say um fucking you remember one stuff like these interesting enclosed stories these singular enclosed one-off things but the daleks and sidemen and shit like that it's always like we've defeated the daleks forever and then they come back and it's just like uh, it just feels like you're pandering and you're wanking the, off the sidemen have kind of been allowed to evolve a little bit they brought in neil well, gaiman yeah. to write silver nightmare and he did a pretty Na- good nightmare job giving a new power set to the favorite cyberman episode because it actually makes them a threat and it makes they them are they are properly threatening now but it's, 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 it's not i like in the what new they cyberman do and that's my favorite thing about the episode is it's not in what they do it's the fact that they show in space a galaxy that's been blown up and they go, what the f- have what the hell happened there? They're like, oh, that's how we beat the Cybermen last time. Like they sacrificed a fucking galaxy. That shows a fucking threat, and that's what if you've got these beings that are absolutely fucking everywhere, that's what you need. Mm. You need to show. And if you want to fight something, fight them in an abandoned theme park because that's pretty. That's that's fundamentally pretty spooky place. That's a pretty good place. To that, fight. That's it to me with Doctor Who. I've never liked that scale. I I don't like this big. Ooh, it's a terrifying race to be. I don't care. Yeah. I like these small and close stories, and they didn't do enough of them. Uh, I think you can do really both. You just it. have to not beat them at the end of every episode. And I, but I think as well, like it's just because when, you, when I, you've I, got I just, like when you've got like oh it's infinite Daleks <laughs> and the Daleks 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 and the Doctor goes in there twiddles some levers and fucks off and the Daleks will explode. That pisses me off. When right. it's Nightmare in Silver, where it's like Simon have taken over a planet and they beat him by blowing the fucking planet up, you go all right, yeah, I'll buy that. Well, there's that as well, but it's 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 that like 
Cybermen to me are only horrifying because of how they make the Cybermen. Yeah. Cybermen and how they just like it's it's once again like the Daleks in that they're these fucking really old made design things from the fucking sixties, fifties, mm-hmm. you know, and they barely change their functionality to the fact where Daleks move at like a mile of fucking hour and and fucking uh Cybermen can barely walk faster than an old man hobbling along with a fucking cane. Yep. And it just makes them... It just... It's just... It, like, it's BBC special effects. They always look shit. And when these Cybermen are just slowly trotting along, hmm. clunking about with this yeah, but it's, shitty it's Terminator. It's Terminator theory, though. They'll never stop coming. Sure, they're not... They don't have to run because there's lot. just... A... Like, if they were more... Rela- but then again, one Cyberman coming after you feels more scary than an army because you know you can... But no... But it's not even—it's not—it's not even that they're slow. It's that they're so clunky, and I, I kind of get the story mode for that. But that's the problem—they never change them in the fucking fifty years. Uh, Nightmare and Silver and so, changes them. They are fucking fast in Nightmare yeah. and Silver. And they, actually, my favourite Cyberman so cool. side in New Who is actually the one in Pandorica Opens, the broken remains of the Cyberman. Yeah. Again, and what it can do side, on one its own. Thing is scary because it's, it's you. Not even one Cyberman, like a few bits of leftover Cyberman, a helmet, one wrist laser, a leg yeah. on on their own can just like completely here's, pin here's down the, the Doctor Amy. That's brilliant. It's most likely going to be a trope, but the way the way everything works is if it's main character versus something. It's it's basically your power levels stay at the same. So if it's a million somethings, they're just millions of weak, pathetic things that you can just vaporize away. But when it's main character versus one thing on its own, then that person can match the the main character. But if, if yeah. you have more people, it splits between them. And so it, the more the more enemies and stuff they come across, that's what. See, this is why I like Star Trek because Star Trek have like the Klingons and shit. There's going to be infinite Klingons, so you have to do diplomacy and you have to sort it out that way around. There's no, apart from like the Borg, but then again, you have the whole universe rallies against the Borg because who the fuck would side with the Borg? They, there isn't really like thousands of races that just want to take over everything. They mostly, it's well, just there was, people I, with diplomacy. I, I loved in DS9 that fucking war because yeah. that wasn't just about diplomacy, that was about fucking espionage yep. and like abuse and in the pale moonlight, just a fucking. Uh, so good. Yeah, and it, it's that. And it's that seriousness. I never, like, whenever I watch Doctor Who, it always feels like it never really takes itself seriously. And these few episodes, I see, like I say, like the. No, you see, I'm okay with Doctor Who when it doesn't take itself seriously. I just don't like Doctor Who when it tries to take itself seriously. And it tries to pretend it's deeper and bigger budget than it is. I don't, well, I don't think it should try to pretend it's deeper and bigger budget than it is. But at the same time, I don't like it pretending that it's this fucking. I want it to be a nice character piece that's a bit camp with some silly aliens. I'm totally down with it. Yeah, yep, I'd be fine with that. So that's, that's yeah, that's not my thing. thing. That's fair enough. If that's not just because it's not my From thing, Star it's Trek. Bad. I want an examination of humanity, modern humanity, through the eyes of the future, mm. which is what I'm writing as well. I'm writing Star Trek as well. I like Star Trek. I've got a really good pilot for Star Trek. Maybe I'll show. Apparently, it. this um the new Star Trek series on HBO, the online exclusive thing, uh-huh. they won't be putting it out like Netflix do, mm-hmm. they, they, because Netflix will go, oh, Better Call Saul's out. Here's the whole season. Yeah. And house cards. They're not doing that. They're going to be like weekly everything releases. That's good. Yeah. I much prefer to watch it like that. Because <clears throat> Always Sunny well, just like... came on Netflix, and like in a day, I'd watched all the series eleven. I'm like, oh well, that's done. Well, no, I don't mind doing that. But the reason I like these time releases a bit more is because I like discussing them. Yeah, it gives you something you know... to actually chat about. It's not like where are well, you, you up know... to? It, it gives each episode yeah. a bit more prominence. I actually prefer a staggered release. 
like Game of Thrones is, is great for that because you have this fucking people discussing this and yeah. having debates and all that. But if it was like, oh, it's like, oh, I, you know, because I, I can go through House of Cards in two days. Fucking, I just have it on the background. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, oh, where you got two House of Cards? I'm on, and oh, they're on. I'm on episode three, and I'm sat there going, oh, what the fuck happened in episode three? And I'm like, oh, it's really good in episode seven. You can't really, yeah, you know, you lose that. The ability to mm. discuss. Also, there's a bit of an excitement to sitting down and watching something you're quite excited by. That if you start, oh yeah, start, I get that with Gotham. I'm right. doing that with Gotham right now. Yeah. I love Gotham. It's... Yeah, I I, I I stopped watching Gotham just because I, I I fucking just forgot to stop. I, I kind of got through halfway through season two and forgot about it. It's getting better and better. I know. It was I good love when it. I watched it. It's it not my thing. I'm, a, I'm more of. A... I was watching Agent of Shield as well. I've just found out that Louie... <clears throat> Louis C.K.'s TV show on FX, Louis, is on Amazon to, like, buy download because it's never really been in the UK or anywhere other than America. And now there's actually, like, a way of buying it and I'm going to buy oil. It's really expensive. It's, like, like £25 or £20 a season. But that is one of the best fucking TV shows of all time ever. And it's totally just worth watching. It's totally just worth watching. On the subject of Amazon. On the subject of Amazon. Oh, my goodness. Are we going to talk about gaming news of some description? Yeah, we have been talking about Doctor Who for, like, 40 minutes. And, and Civil War before that. We, it turned into a movie podcast. Oh, it, it did. That. For a brief, that is the well, we never said we're a gaming podcast. We're just the podcast. It's podcast. That's true. We, don't. we don't. I mean, on, In fairness, on Twitch, it is categorized under gaming talk shows. Yeah, but that's so Twitch doesn't boot us the fuck off Twitch. That is, <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I do a bit of Amazon news that's TV related so we can <laughs> segue further in? Okay, go on. Jeremy Clarkson's new show is called Gear Knobs. No, it's not. It's called The Grand Tour. Why isn't it called Gear Knobs? Because uh, the BBC said they'd sue them if they included gear in the name. Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. They could just call it Knobs. That would have been quite good as well. <laughs> car Knobs. They could just call it, it th- th- Three Knobs in a Car. Yeah, no, Car Knobs. Car Knobs would be great. Car, car Knobs. I'd be totally I, down for I'd that. Way better. Knobs. Shift Knobs. Whatever. Just work Knobs in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. There's um... Engine Knobs. They're, they're, yeah, their show, it starts, they're doing like a, a tour, so every episode's going to come from a different country, and they're building a big tent and having a little bit of studio audience, they're going to record that, and then they're going to have the episode sort of to go with that. But they revealed how much, did you know how actually, do you know how much they've spent on this show? Probably too much. How, how Over how many episodes? It's three seasons of, I don't know how many episodes each. As in how much they paid them, yeah, or how, how much, much they, it made they've it actually, cost? They're spending on these three seasons because they've booked three seasons of this thing already, in- including the wages in- of the, the three. Whole complete thing. <sighs> and the so, amount it cost for like the exclusive. Uh, okay. uh, in, in, in context, um, I think Doctor Who is like ten million a season, maybe a bit more than that. I'm not entirely sure, but I know that Game of Thrones is around sixty million a season. Oh, I would say Game maybe a hundred twenty-five million. So you're saying like. Two seasons of Game of Thrones. I don't know. Th- I don't think it's that high. No. 125 million. It is 160 ah. million dollars. What? For three seasons. That is almost the same. It's like a tiny bit less than uh, three seasons of Game of Thrones. What? So that'd be about 110,000 pounds. So I was really bloody close. <laughs> okay, first I'm of, okay, with that. Okay, okay, wait. First of all, Game of Thrones. How? Game of Thrones is. A lot of highly paid actors. Yeah, loads a lot of, extras, of locations. Lot of yeah, none right. of them are in high powered sports cars. A lot of sets. A lot of like really good storytelling and this fucking like these big big actresses like movie level shit. Yeah, a lot of movie level shit. And World Tour is a car show. Yes, a good yeah. Cars are car expensive. Show. Yeah, yeah, but they don't buy them. 
They never maybe they do the now. Maybe they do now. Maybe they just start buying. Yeah, but they, like usually they just like lease them. Sorry, I've made a horrible yeah, it's... mistake. It's one hundred and sixty million pounds, not dollars. Oh, I was that's further worse. off then. That's a that's lot worse. of money. So that's actually probably maybe they now. It sounds like they are now friends. buying the cars, and then you know Clarkson just gets to take them home at the end of the episode, like that's a party bag, but with a car. Thirty-one million US dollars. That is. Game of Thrones is sixty million dollars per season, which means that this actually does have a budget bigger than Game of Thrones. Yeah, way bigger than Game of Thrones. Um. It's probably a really expensive tent. <laughs> you know, like how in Fallout Four, you make everything out of material, out of money. You basically go and yeah. find money, and you use that to make your beds and your clothes and everything. Okay, maybe that's what they're doing with like the tent and everything. Okay, Avengers: Age of Ultron. It's the budget for that was two hundred fifty million. So the budget for the three seasons. Dollars, yeah. Yeah, so the budget for this these three seasons of of World Tour three knobs in a car, which is is, is, is about two hundred thirty million. Yeah, about very pretty close to the the of of, of fucking Avengers. Yeah. And oh, as much as I love those three, I'm sorry, it's a comedy car show. How the fuck are you spending that much money? What are you doing? Yeah, can I that. also point out that Game of Thrones does a lot for its budget. If they can do three seasons for around the same price as oh, one Marvel film. That's pretty good yep, going. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, I mean, because they, they if, if you've seen some of those episodes, uh, you know, there's that big episode uh, last season with, like, this White Walker army invasion and the fuck. Like, see, it's, it's, it's movie level. It's movie level CGI. and Because, you know, you expect sort of a, a lack of quality in TV when you're, like, you get that in Doctor Who saying, you know, you, this lack of special effects quality. and this, That's more the BBC, though. The BBC's well, everything. Know, it's it's, it's very straight. common in all... TV, yeah. I find, because it's just a lower budget thing. But Game of Thrones makes it work. And and, and how are they spending that much? <laughs> how are they spending that much money? Maybe, maybe, maybe we're being really mean, and there's like literally like fifty episodes a season, and they're actually being really frugal, or something. Maybe they're just going to fabulous places and making their sort of car show and taking an incredibly large amount of money home each, because they know they can, because they are massive, well, massive no worldwide stars. This brings up an interesting point as well. How are Amazon affording this? Uh, because, because, oh, look, I'm glad you asked that, Matt. Because as I found out today, 17% of the entire US population has Prime memberships of like $99 a year. Yeah, but Prime memberships, the problem is Prime isn't just... Prime 54 pay, like... million people okay, in the US cool. alone. Okay, doesn't matter. Okay, right. Okay, you as uh, Amazon, you're paying Amazon £80 a year for Prime. Uh, for that, you get the cloud storage, you get the one-day delivery, you get uh, like a music cloud service, you get and you get the and ninety-nine percent of people <clears throat> won't be using most of that and original shows and stuff. But this is the pr pr problem: how for eighty pounds a year, which I want to point out is about the sa the same price as Netflix, right? Uh, they're making all these original shows, and they have they're paying for all these music licenses. And they have this big network of, of delivery people mm -hmm. and all this shit. How are they affording to spend $230 million on a car show? Because Prime alone make makes $4.5 billion a year. That's yeah, but, how. Yeah, In the US. Just yeah, are, the US. Yeah, but four, they, over $4 billion. Yeah, but are they going to make... Are they going to make two hundred? Are they going to make a profit on, on, on 
does Top Gear show? Do you think are, are enough new people? Yes, because Top Gear has a huge international audience in countries with poor Amazon Prime penetration. They're going to shift Amazon Prime on the strength of Top Gear in the countries where Amazon hasn't been able to make headway. Yep. It's a fantastically good idea. Yeah, but do you think they should have spent that much money? GTA yes. Five cost 170 million to develop and market. If you want some more, yeah, comparison. and that's full of microtransaction shit. There's going to be no microtransaction okay, shit we, in gear knobs. Okay, can we include, like, like okay, for, mm. and there's no microtransactions in Game of Thrones either. There are microtransactions okay. in uh, Nintendo's latest games. Animal Crossing is being called. Oh, they're calling them. This is a beautiful phrase. They are calling Animal Crossing, and I think it's Fire Emblem on mobile phones, free to start. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, they don't fucking Nintendo hide it. are fuckers. Have you seen like the sales graph? I've, I've, someone pointed this out to me, and I've never seen it before. And it's the Nintendo home console sales, and you just see there's like a decline. I'd like to provide a sound effect before you do this. Pretty much, there's the NES, NES, GameCube, to there Wii U. It's just this huge decline. The Wii is a massive random spike, but everything else is pretty much a consistent decline. And you just there yep. going, oh, I see why you've decided to go mobile, because that's currently where the money is. Right. Mm. I know this is a bad thing to say. <laughs> I just looked that off. It's beautiful, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I know this is a bad mm. thing to say, but God, I want the mobile market to pop. I just want it to... Yeah. And then, oh, that's it. That's a lot of the game industry. Just shat its pants, because they're all... Everything's got its own fucking tie-in mobile app with microtransactions. Everything's got this bullshit. No, it's fine. You know what we'll do then? Everyone in the world can just go and buy Parkitect. Because Parkitect is love and joy. Or Planet Coaster. And Planet Coaster is also yeah. love and joy. Train tools. I haven't got around to that yet. I've just been putting a lot of hours into Parkitect this That's week. That's beautiful, isn't it? It's so it beautiful. So beautiful. It's lovely. I've been modding the hell out of it too. Oh, so, so many new theme assets. Did we start talking about Battlefront, Battlefield, and Battlefront? What the fuck were those battle ones? Yeah, country? then, you, then, yeah, then I think we, we went to Civil War instead. Yeah, but I think we realised that it actually they don't fucking matter because they're just yearly release games. I would that like aren't to that just point out that um, there's something distinctly uncomfortable for me for Battlefield One, which a not the fucking title because that is a title that I just hate. I hate fucking. It's given the same name as first game. Is, is it the choice of seven is seven one, nation army? Just brand, no. It's it's the use of it's like a lot of these games are very fantastical and stuff. And the old Medal of Honor games were horror games because they were very yeah. dark. There were very few enemies. There was very little sound. There was a lot of plodding, and that it, it was a war that was pretty fucking recent. When when we first started doing war video games, there were wars that were pretty fucking recent. I, they were largely covered with a bit of respect i mean they were quite they got action heavy as they went to the ps2 and stuff but when they first sort of started getting quite popular in the ps1 era they were more like your dad's war films they were very slow and they're very scary and they're very war as hell but now with this sort of modern generation of war it just feels like isn't war brilliant look at all this war that people died in less than or just more than 100 years ago Wow, look at all these explosions and death and oh and it kind of Yeah, I did notice that there is like, you know, like mustard and chlorine gas did appear to feature yeah. into the trailer. Like, yeah, I'm not trusting you to do that tastefully. See, the, in- the interesting thing though well, from the people who made Medal of Honor Warfighter, you don't you don't trust that to be a... Well obviously it's kind of there's there's an insensitivity there, but obviously the, some of the other battlefield games, you know, they've been set in modern times in modern wars. Well not even necessarily. No, it's, it's normally really modern warfare, but that just means terrorists we've made mm. up with foreign accents. Yeah. But obviously, this is based on a real 
Yeah. This feels like it's going thing. to be like, it's going to have the horror of Spec Ops The Line, but without the self-awareness of Spec Ops The Line. Well, yeah. This is it. Looking at the trailer, the trailer's very good too. It doesn't have the sort of point about a villain. I'm fine with that, but... Uh, yeah, okay, we've all seen the last episode of Blackadder, have we not? Yes. Yes, it's glorious. It's yeah. beautiful. Now, imagine as instead of poppies appearing, Seven Nation, Seven Army, Nation Army. Army and then like and then like <laughs> then like a guy comes with mustard gas sort of dancing around. Yeah. <laughs> it's it is it is like the phos- doing the phosphorus scene in Spec Ups Line, but concluded with saying that was fucking awesome. We phosphorus the hell out of those people. Look at them burn the stupid foreign well, bastards. Thing, I, I would be I am interested in a shooter set during World War One, but I kind of don't like how gratuitous it makes Yeah. Yeah, I feel all. like the the choice of score was really what said Spark Mac. Had they gone for a solemn this is but going to be again, horrendous and grim, but important. I'm um, bludgeoning this guy with a mace. Look how awesome playing combat was when really there wasn't much playing combat in World War One because most people were actually firing from their handguns because they were using it for message and transport deliveries. It just feels like they've gone mm. everything. There's fucking I'm scouting. guys in Don't power scouting. with flamethrowers. Like, yeah, this is a thing. I mean, that was a German thing, if I remember right. Oh, you see, I, I'm less. Yeah. You see, I mean, even though yeah, it's a video game, fine. You've you've got you. You can take your creative liberties and whatever. But I think I, I'm concerned because I think it's going to give people a. I think it's going to mislead a lot of teenagers and like mm. kids just into thinking World War One was completely different than it was yeah. and missing the significance of how terrible that war was, I think. Because obviously, these modern Battlefield and COD games, they are made up. It's, you're fighting terrorists, whatever, random, 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 it's yeah. made up. And even though it's gratuitizing violence, which I think is fine, I think, I think you know, violence in video games is, is fine and just fun, whatever. But when you're gratuitizing something, it's like gratuitizing, it's kind of like gratuitizing 9-11. Yeah, which they've done. Like, <clears throat> which has totally been done. Was it? Yeah. Oh my God. There's been. What was that fucking? What's that twat from Twilight? The bloke. I can't remember his name. He's in a film that's some twatty love thing that's bullshit. And he ends up going like he goes up to the. Uh, the end of the the he goes up to see his dad at the end of the fucking film or something. I can't fucking remember. And then he's like, Oh, I'm gonna have such a good time. And then it's 9/11 and he gets killed. And it's just such a shitty yeah. wank fest. I'm like, What the fuck just happened? It's like, Oh, we're deep in edgy and stuff. And there's been a fair few films that have been sort of like, I mean, like. War films themselves were actually being made while the wars were still going on. Like, I, I found this out a lot during, um, the, for the Metal Gear Solid series, every single episode's title was that of a war film. And I tied in, tried to tie a war film's title into what was going on in the episode. So everything is a World War II war film. That's just kind of a Hideo Kojima thing to do. But they were, like, making films, like, as the war started, about, hey, I hope this isn't going to be a big war. And, like, there were comedy films about World War II, like, two or three years into World War II. And I, I, that struck me as really odd. And I oh yeah, have you ever actually watched the Great Dictator? Chaplin's um, Chaplin's have, uh, take on World War Two. One of the this I love the speech. It's brilliant. Somebody asks uh, regarding World War Two games and why are they okay? But the, and I don't. Like, kind of, it, well, it, it's respect. It's, it's, for an era, you kind of need respect. I mean, I would say something came to my mind the other day. I've always considered America to be quite a very pro-war kind of country because that's kind of what you yeah. are. That's that's mm-hmm. a great thing. But the most popular television show of all time in America is MASH. It was the most watched TV show ever. And that is the most anti-war TV show ever made. Mm. And I find that very odd that that is their most watched TV show and not like... I think there's a lot of... On the Ber- Bernie Sanders show, there's a lot of like underlying sort of like socialism and sort of that in America. Oh yeah, America has huge potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very young. 
There you go. We've just we've just let them out of the paddock, really. But it's it's this it's this vocal minority of sort of this kind of isn't it really? Yeah. On the question of World War One versus World War Two. Oh my god, I'd, that's I'd a forward, fucking Marvel film ready to be made. I would I would put I would put forward the suggestion that World War Two is a war where there is a fairly clearly defined aggressor and people defending themselves against aggressors. Yeah, I mean, World yeah, War uh, One is a tragedy <coughs> of circumstances spiralling out of control yeah. where everyone got dragged into something utterly horrendous that nobody really wanted to. I mean, but this is it. There is, there, is world... no, there is no equivalent of the Nazis in World War One. The Germans, though they lost, were not the bad guys just because we were fighting them. They were pulled into this out of an escalating series of tragic events mm-hmm. Just like everyone else was, it is a sem. It is well, the seminal tragedy, as the expression goes. Well, this is Whereas... it, isn't it? Cause obviously in, in World War Two games, it, it's it's killing Nazis. That's yeah, yeah. Nazis are stormtroopers. They're literally Hitler. I mean, you can't get yeah. more I mean, Hitler than Hitler. They I mean, are that... they are karma's freebies. Yeah, yeah they are because it's they're, zo- they're the zombies. It... You know, you're just like I don't give a shit. I'll murder <laughs> these fuckers. Like Nazis are inherently defined culturally as the worst thing. Like. Mm. You know, there's no moral... Well, there is some moral dilemma there, but mm. inherently, the, the basic concept... I mean, because obviously, a lot of a lot of uh, Nazis were either uh, conscripted or, you know, committed by the German youth, and a lot of them probably were just doing it because uh, because they sort of had to or didn't really, mm. you know... Yeah, or they would have been shot. Obviously- what I would love to see in World War One actually, would be a, say, a... From the side of, say, the British... But focusing on the bits of World War One that we really don't like to talk about, yeah. like fire bombings, yeah. for example. No one likes to talk about Dresden very much because we like to pretend that we, you know, weren't necessarily that bad at the whole thing. If we're talking yeah, about World War games, I, I can totally imagine though it doing fire bombings as you're fire bombing the, mm. the the pilot goes, "Woo, great!" and you're like, "Yeah," and it's that's it. <laughs> yeah, the problem is what? Yeah, modern shooter games have kind of taught people that when they're in a plane <laughs> and looking down for a night vision scope at a city, it's okay to just start bombing the shit out of it, and that's fine as long as no one's alive at the end of it. That that's was, a, that's a fine thing. There was a joke that Yahtzee told at the end of one of his recent videos. Which I can't remember. It was something like, "What's the difference between a Syrian wedding and a Syrian terrorist camp?" I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm yeah. Don't ask me. I just drive the drone. That's the that's yeah. yeah. But that's I like that. I think that's a horrible thing. Hor- oh fuck this. Fuck this world that everyone involved in. I'm out. I quit. Actually, I changed my mind. There's Lego and and cake. But I, no, but I think right. Basically, World War One is something you've got to actually be a lot more delicate with than World War Two, because oh, Nazis yeah, are totally. kind of a free pass. Like, if you go, who, oh, it's kind of, yeah, that was a thing recently. Yeah, but it was the Nazis. So, <clears throat> who gives a fuck? Whereas yeah. World War One is sort of, there's a lot of weird and varied combat in there. And it's fucking, like, DICE and EA and Battlefield. Now, you know what I'd be curious, though, is, is sort of looking at it. I, I, I mean, obviously, it was a very gratuitous trailer and stuff. But I'd be interested to see if, if you actually play the game from basically every major side you most you actually... likely won't until the multiplayer the story will most likely be america's involvement in saving the day but you see because i'd be quite interested in the game where you kind of see every side and you sort of even though if it even though if the gameplay is gratuitous and somewhat at least if you play as every side and you sort of kind of learn that no one was really the bad guys and they yeah. all sort of got <laughs> roped into it and it sort of teaches you this through through gameplay as opposed to back on the old child thing of knowing how to tell the story love actually the video game taking the love actually format of lots of different stories that's kind of interconnect every now and then 
I think is a great gameplay structure. And if they did sort of, if Battlefront did that for its, I mean Battlefront, sorry, Battlefield, <laughs> Battlefield's campaigns were always awful, always awful. But if they actually did something like that, and then they had sort of, you do jump between the different people, the different walls, and then you interact, and then you like one mission, you go go capture people, and then you've captured a character you were playing as earlier, and then it's like, do you want to kill this guy? And you're like, oh shit, I don't know, I play as this guy, and then sort of that, you use the the people's gameplay thoughts to change how they thought about the situation. Well, yeah, because the because the idea is generally whoever the player is playing as. Because they kind of think they're in the right. Because yeah. the assumption, obviously, there's no Nazis there. So it's like, oh, I'm in the right, you know, whatever. And then you get put in some other ones. Like, I, wait, oh, wait. I I was just playing as them, but now I. Wait, am I the bad guy? No, I'm. Yeah. I'm just doing this for. Oh. Yeah. But I can totally. I look right. Fucking. There's so many great opportunities in Battlefield games for them to go, do good stories. I think you never do. So I can. I just. Oh god. I, that mean that'd be great, but they just not they're just not going to do they're that. They don't feel like that. They're basically making no, it for extreme combat, so it's going to be lots of people running through trenches, out of trenches, getting into a plane, and then like tatting their way through uh, mm-hmm. enemy lines. Kill, kill, killing a tank with a horse because that sounds badass. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna it's yeah. just gonna be a big sort of hey, war is awesome kind of thing that's gonna make me feel deeply uncomfortable. It's gonna be um, that scene in uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where Indy's riding next to this big tank mm-hmm. and it's sort of this silly action scene. Yeah. Which I think is fine for Indiana Jones but it's going to be that kind of in but World War But he was against one, the Nazis all the time. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the Nazis. Yeah, but it's going to be that sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's when you I mean, go... Because it, like, it's Battlefield, you also have level unlocks. So and when you unlock, like, like little, hit level 15, unlocked, mustard gas. Like, that's going to be a moment in gaming and we don't go back from that moment. If that becomes a thing, like, because we can argue that maybe they'll hand it tastefully, but it is dice, it is EA, and it is I a mean, battle okay. game. In Rainbow Six mm-hmm. Siege, there is a character with mustard gas. Yeah. Now, this uh, the character called Smoke, and it's never Jesus said that it's mustard gas, but it's really, really heavily implied yes. that it's mustard gas. And it's this whole idea of, like, you know, his intro video is him walking along and basically saying, you know, oh, you don't know what. I mean, it wasn't, it's, you know, they have this, the entire game is this serious tone, but it's a multiplayer shooter, it's not really, there's no story or ethics there, it's a gameplay mechanic, and that's what it's, that's what it's built as, it's a gameplay mechanic, there's no story to it, but in Battlefield it is more, it's a, it's not just a gameplay mechanic though, is it? Yeah. Mm. Really? It's not just a, a portable smoke thing that does damage to a small area that you can throw, yeah. It's not just a mechanic, it's a oh, it's a real thing that was horrible. Yeah. Mm. I have this I've just had a horrible vision of the Flash of the Future where you'll just kind of see Steam reviews that just kind of, you know, read thumbs down, EA n- um, mustard gas so OP, please nerf. <laughs> oh Jesus. Hey! Speaking of Steam reviews, I can segue onto a topic I wanted to talk about. Ooh. Steam has changed its review system to something that's actually pretty fucking good. Yeah. So now, instead of just writing your review and then the best reviews just sort of sit at the bottom of the thing, they have a overall review and a current review sort of area. So more recent reviews. So if a game has a really shitty launch but then gets better, then they will be able to people will be able to review it and change it, and then they'll be like, "Hey, this game got better." And so you say, "Oh, this game was yeah. crappy to start with, but it has now got better." Whereas something like or the 2, opposite. Yeah, the opposite. Yeah. Payday too, where something started out great. Although and then went it's to still shit. recent, still says mostly positive. I mean, it is mostly positive for both. That's it has strange. because it's got a lot of yeah. I mean, it's got a billion, billion, billion. Although I clicked the recent where it says mostly positive and scrolled down, they're all negative. negative so I don't they're know where it's getting mostly positive from. 
All of them are negative. I don't know where it's getting mostly positive from. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe they're just <coughs> the more recent ones. But even if I, know, I do like here. that. I, yeah, it's I a nice, really it's like a nice it. system. Though I don't. Is it making any change to the the choice of comments that are or reviews that are actually appearing? I can see there's now there's it's two. There's the two review scores. From what I heard, it's doing that one. Ah. Yeah. Slowly gonna make its way through that. It, it it is just a nice thing because there are a lot of games. I mean, I, I say about games having bad launches, but I I for me I'm more concerned about games that launch w with a lot of hype. Yeah. And well, because mm. there's a lot of games you can review a game on Steam before it's out. Yes, you can. Hmm. So, in like GEA Five had like thousands of reviews before it was even out that were all oh it's amazing and Fallout Four had this as well. And this is what I'm more concerned about in the sort of hype train of, ooh, this game's amazing and people sort of have this sort of honeymoon high, you know, from playing it for fucking two hours. And, oh, it's amazing. But then, you know, when people have really started playing it and the hype's died down, then you can actually see, is it a good game or not? Yep. Hmm. My That's only concern is whether this might make hate brigading a bit easier to do. Because if, like, a bunch of people storm in anger at a particular decision yeah. by the devs, like, on a particular patch, if there's a balance change that's unpopular, <coughs> could a relatively smaller number of people bring recent down to, you know, you know very, un very they can, unpopular? But I think because recent is constantly changing, and if the game is actually good, it will then eventually snap back. If people see it during that time and go, Oh, this game's overall good, but recently bad. They can then just check the reviews and see what's going on. So it's a bit more mm. of an indicator that if there's a bit of trouble here, if it's it's if it's very good, very good, then you're like, all right, this is very good. Whereas if it's got a difference in it some way, you can then be like, oh, this had a thing happen to it. Mm. So you don't have to have like, your ears it, it, on the it, ground of gaming news constantly. You just have to listen. Like Fallout Four, I'm looking at it like it's it's overall very positive. Recent, mostly positive. Which I'm just reading a couple of these interestingly. Like uh, I love all these not recommended, but they have like you know 200 hours in game. <laughs> if you play something 200 hours and like, don't recommend it, there's something clearly wrong. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a lot of arguments for Fallout Four. You know, having a lot of problems and it not being necessarily a good RPG in a lot of ways and yeah, blah 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 that's blah. Probably but, why I like it so much. Yeah, but but like you played it for 200 hours, you clearly enjoyed it. You don't. Do something for two hundred hours. If you don't enjoy it, it's not. Yep. It's not like you're a bit me. I'm, I'm four hours into Uncharted and I'm barely getting through. I'm like, oh, do I have? Okay, maybe a bit more. Well, yeah, it's like that, you know. And it's not. I mean, something like Payday Two, that was ruined patches. And that kind of makes sense. So it's not like Fallout Four really changed. Yeah. It's had some, you know, interesting. It's had some cool DLC. I don't think any. It, any it's had cherries on top so far. Yeah, I don't think any. Both Automatron and Waste and Workshop are really cherries on top. Far yeah, Harbor will be interesting. That's next week. That comes out next Thursday, isn't it? Yep. Nineteenth. Yeah. That's right. There's no pre-release for that, unfortunately. There is a beta out for it, but it's under NDA and all that. So they're they're really, rest. they're really, they keep the DLC really close to their chest. Actually, I wasn't yeah. able. I was able to get like the the base game a little bit early, but the DLC. No, I just get it at the same time as everyone else. Oh yeah, that's yeah. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know. This this concerns me. Like, uh, Payday Two, yeah, but as I said, it's a lot of people just saying, "Oh no, it's it's crap because it's an awful Fallout game. It's a bad RPG." Just like you played it for two hundred hours. What? Like this, this, this. Also, you must be pretty old school <clears throat> for that to be your main complaint. Because let's be honest, Fallout hasn't been a hardcore RPG I, I, for I, literally decades. I, my favorite one is even this one, Fallout which... New Vegas was not a proper <laughs> RPG. No. But I really like this one, which is not recommended. Four hundred twenty-four hours on record. As much as I hate to admit it, Fallout Four is not a good game. Four four hundred and twenty-four. I think I've not got four hundred. I think I've got like three hundred total or something. I got like four hundred twenty-four hours. I, I'm playing a lot. Oh, seventy. There we go. It, 
It's actually, it's, it's become my most played game on Steam. Although, I did look at my GTA 5 online stats. Because <laughs> mm. that, that tracks across, like, the one, when I look at my PC GTA online character, that's all my hours from PC and PS4 and PS3. That's probably a lot of hours for you. It's like 27 days. Jesus Christ. That's a long uh, time. Because a lot of just sitting in AFK or testing stuff or whatever. Mm. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, that'd easily be my most played game on Steam, but it's not because I don't have it on Steam. That's a long ass time. But, mm, that's a long Actually, time. That's, this kind of nicely sections something I recently had to calculate because I was trying to <coughs> figure out um, all the games that I'd kind of put more than, say, a thousand hours into. And I calculated my most three played games of all time were Rome Total War, uh-huh. Rollercoaster mm. Tycoon 2, and Fallout New Vegas. I think those were the only three I can calculate that I've done more than a thousand hours in. That's Matt and point. Dan, what are your three most played games of all time? Uh, I don't think I've ever hit a thousand hours on anything, Jesus. Yeah, I do want to point this out. Those 27 days, that's only like 650 hours. That's not even close to a thousand. I, I wasted a lot of time as a student playing Rome Total War instead of actually studying classics, which is what I was kind of there for, so, you know. I mean, technically, I mean, you were learning about Rome a little bit, You really weren't. <laughs> I, just went, well, I just went into my finals exams and I was like, basically, if the Carthaginians brought elephants, luckily the Romans had war pigs they could set on fire. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> right, my top five games on Steam mm-hmm. are Spelunky... Because I play with shit, it's blunky. 115 hours. That's as far as I've ever got on Steam for like most played game. Then Terraria. Oh, this is this isn't based on Steam. I was I was oh, estimating I'm, I'm based Steam, on time I wasted as a teenager. I'm going to estimate to the other one. So uh, then there's Terraria, yeah. which you got quite a lot on. Then City Skylines. Yeah. Then Fallout 4, and then bizarrely, I'm going to do two more. Saints Row the Third, which I must have just left AFK for a moment because there's not 70 hours to that game. And then yeah, Gary's mod, yeah. which I've only played a few times. But I've only got 60 hours on that thing. Surprised by that. Yeah, I mean, the ones that's yeah. really missing... Uh, I play a lot of Just Cause 2, but I play that on consoles uh, largely. Well, that that's that that's it a lot. Like, there's a lot of games I've played a lot of on console when I was younger, so Steam doesn't really yeah. reflect that. Um, I've played yeah. a shit, an absolute never-ending shit ton of Yu-Gi-Oh! Tag Force 5 on the PSP, <coughs> which is the best Oh, yeah. It's handhelds. So Other than good. Pokemon Diamond, which I know I've got four, about 450 hours in, I don't want to think how long I've spent playing Advance Wars. Or oh Advance my god, Wars Advance Wars would fuck me. I, like, the 3DS, oh my god, shit, where's my... Is it in here? Do I have my 3DS in here? Oh, no. Are you about to recommend Dual Strike? No, I'm gonna... Because I will fucking cut oh you. Oh my god, I genuinely think the game I've played most of my life is Animal Crossing on the 3DS. <laughs> Ooh. I, I try to think where my 3DS is. Hang on, I'm going to run and get my 3DS. I will be right back. In the interim, I'm going to fucking say what my top ones are. Okay. Now, I, okay, I can actually calculate the exact amount of time I spent in GTA 5. Because the nice thing about GTA 5 is using the, the social club, it actually tracks your hours in every character across every system. Yeah. So I can just add all those up, which is mm-hmm. actually... A, really useful this is going to take me a minute but in the interim my most big game on steam is fallout 4 uh just followed by new vegas i have played more new vegas just i pirated it when i was younger uh <gasps> i know i pirated it when it came out and i was like oh my god this is amazing and then i ended up buying it after i completed it like twice so i probably have another that's like, that that's kind of made up for it that's fair well yeah i mean i i every game i ever pirated i bought so 
Uh, yeah, I've, I've got 164 hours in that on Steam, and I've probably played easily 250 hours of that. Um, Good time. And then the game below that is uh, Kerbal Space. I've played about 90 hours in Kerbal. And that's a game I yeah. often just sort of pick up and mess with. I think mm -hmm. that's, like, for what, like, Dan, your Spelunky is your sort of pick up and mess around game for 20 yes. minutes, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I vary between what I'm kind of playing, but yeah. Yeah, but that's what Kerbal is for me. In some ways, like it's a bit longer. It's something I'd play for an hour, but it's that's my pick up and have a mess around game. And and, and then I've got uh, Skyrim slightly below that, and then Sid and then Civ Five below that, and then Lego Batman. That's an. I've got sixty five hours in Lego Batman, the original Lego Batman. That's quite a lot. Somehow, um, I think I just spent a lot of time getting collectibles. I looked up my three DS. Yep. Mm -hmm. In fifth place, no, sorry, in third place, scroll up. Third place, uh, <coughs> with 31 hours, is Nintendo eShop, mm -hmm. which tells you how fast their fucking downloads are. Oh, yeah. Second place, with 45 mm -hmm. hours, The World Ends With You, which is a DS game that I've replayed. It took 45 hours to get through, and I'm still not done with it, which I think is beautiful because uh, I've played that before. So that's about 90 hours. But in number one is Animal Crossing New Leaf with 273 hours. <clears throat> Wow. Fuck me. That's but I think a lot of hours. That's, you, a lot. that's a lot of hours, and I think I think me and Dan we consider that a lot of hours. But like, I mean, you, there's a lot of people who have like easily a thousand hours in a video game. Yeah, and I, that to I, me seems I, like right. So oh, thousands of thousands. My, the way I the play lunatics games, who are level four hundred in Fallout Four, God knows what they've done. <laughs> the, Ooh, the way I play God. games is I just sort of play them and then I'm done with them <clears> and then that's it and then I'm done. Well, that's it. Yeah. There's very few games I, I have my comfort blanket game. Rome Total War is my comfort blanket game. I will just go and like play if like it, it's a re if it's quite something I just want to like do something and I don't want to go outside. I will just play Rome Total War for ten hours and that'll be that. And I'll just do that occasionally and it will just eventually all stack up. Wow. Uh, I checked my Yu-Gi-Oh game on the PSP because it does have a clock. Ninety hours in this Yu-Gi-Oh game and I'm level twenty-nine. <laughs> Jesus. Such, seriously. That's, that's that, slow leveling. That is the, oh, you don't, leveling doesn't gain anything. I didn't even know there fucking was levels until just then. But that is one of the best PSP games because it's just <coughs> everything I need. It's got like, you actually, right, when you buy, instead of like other games that give you cards and stuff as you play, in that game you get sort of like money and then you go to the shop and buy the money and you buy your, you buy your packs of cards with the money. And instead of just going, you buy this pack of cards, you actually get given a box and you can rifle through and pick out the one that you want. Or you can just buy the whole box when you get to sort of later things I fucking love that so much and there's like like 50 or something different packs of cards it's ridiculous it's such a good game um yeah somebody just said don't forget Minecraft that's uh I probably got a fair few hours in that's Minecraft. it that's it because we there's, there's no way to track the hours now is there I've probably got a lot in Minecraft I've probably one of the games yeah. I would say I had the most in uh because see Back in the day, I used to like really long games because I was a kid and I could only afford certain things. So GTA Vice City and GTA yeah. San Andreas, I probably got several hundred hours. <coughs> so I spent a yeah. lot yeah. of time playing those. But then when you've got stuff like... Um, and I've probably, I've probably done quite a fair few hours with uh, GTA 5. Maybe not as many. But like now, I just like a game to finish. I like, to, like when people are like, oh, you, 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 played, you said Just Cause 3 was the best game ever and then you just stopped playing it. What happened? I was like, well, I finished it. Like that's and then I'm done. Like, I'm, why are you still playing Dark Souls? Because I'm still not finished with it yet. I think, I think, I think this is it. Like, uh, I think we're kind of fortunate in that we get a lot of games. Yeah. And stuff, mm. and that since there's more choice, you, 
you don't need to play a game for a hundred hours because there are other games to play. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a fan it's also, of like, five more, hour games. I just now. spend my time doing other stuff. Like <laughs> I, I spend more time yeah. making videos and then playing games. Like really, oh, okay. huge I think any YouTuber yeah. does. I have, I've added up all my my hours in GTA Five overall systems. Uh, Seven hundred fifty-five hours total. Jesus Christ. Nice. I've probably got quite systems. a lot, actually. How do you do that? Do you just go on the Rockstar website? Yeah, if you go to the social club, uh, it's uh, socialclub.rockstargames.com slash game slash GEV slash PC slash career slash overview slash GE online. Uh, that's a long thing. But, yeah, if you just go into... um, If you just go to your profile and then click GTA 5. Okay. The game process thing. And it comes up with your stats. If At the top, you can see there's, like, a, a PC option. You can change between systems. And then just click every character and add up each thing from each character. These are really interesting stats, by the way. For example, the amount of time I've been wanted, right, in GTA Online is is, is more than most time I've been in games. Like, I have... My, my wanted time in GTA Online is 35 hours, mm-hmm. which is more than I've played most games for. Yeah. Just being wanted in GTA. <laughs> like, 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 I've held the minigun weapon <laughs> for 6 hours, 21 minutes, and 3 seconds. That's interesting. I've also, apparently... Like, these stats are amazing. These are just sort of hidden away. It's so, hang on. How actually. do you get all of the different ones? Oh, you have to add them up <coughs> manually, don't you? Yeah, it's really annoying. So, but, uh, your PC one. If, for, for your G online, though, just take the uh, most... Like, you take your PS4 one, because that is the PS3 and PS4 one. Oh, okay. Together. Well, that's the only one. I don't, I don't so do just the PC add up. stuff. Uh, yeah, so just add up your single-player time. Apparently, and then, it says uh, 16 hours in the single-player. Oh, but I did, in, the PS, in the that's PS4, I didn't even play the fucking thing, did I? PS3. That's per character, though. Oh, yeah, I've got 16 hours on both the PS... Oh, per character. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, yeah. wow. I played a lot, frankly. That's 16 hours in a character. Right, so that's uh, 40 hours on the PS3 with all the characters. Mm. Which is quite a bit. Uh, and then I did. I completed it twice. I completed it on the PS... It does say I don't have it completed because I've bought the PC version. And it's like, you have done that. Yeah, well, it's just, it's just your most recent. I got through it a yeah. lot faster on the PS4 because I didn't bother to 100% it on the PS4. Yeah. How many hours in the PS4 total then? Uh, let's have a look. To finish the story, it was <coughs> 6 for Trevor, 7 for Franklin, and then 16 for Michael. Okay. Fair few. And then my GTA yeah. Online one. Yeah, look for that on PS4. Uh, I have 1 million RP. Oh, my playtime is 9 days, 26 minutes. Ooh. So yeah. That's a lot. Something at 13 hours. That is uh, 216 hours. 16 hours, yeah. Uh, so, and then and then your single player time on the PC as well. Uh, I, okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's significant. That might be. You well, it's mostly just because I do the... Um... Oh, yeah, no, that's pretty difficult. I haven't actually played it. It's just for mostly doing things. Okay, well, what yeah. the fuck? What? Okay, well, that's clearly wrong. Apparently, Why? I've played for three days on the PC version. We just didn't leave it like. Are you sure you didn't leave it AFK accidentally? At I one point don't or think I would have left it for three fucking days. When everyone else has Did got you like change 11 compu- hours. Did you change your comp- computer clock? I do change my computer clock regularly. <laughs> while, like, you put it three days ahead accidentally while playing as Frank. What I've GTA most likely done is my 100% save file that I downloaded because fuck playing <laughs> it for a third time uh, has a different clock on it and so it skewed it in some way. You say ah. that, but my I, I also did that and it hasn't messed with my times. That's interesting. 
I like seeing mm. how much time I'm wasting it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a lot of my time in... G it says here that, like, 90% of my income has come from jobs in uh, GTA Online. But the reason I've spent yeah, that many hours is because that's the amount of time I've spent fucking making videos. Like, I did four hours of it today doing Father and Sunday videos. Yeah, so okay. that is just Dan, work, remember, mostly. Do you remember a couple of years back when... Uh, I, we discovered that car sale glitch and you told me to do it for a whole night. Yes. Because I couldn't <laughs> it. Do shows it. me that 33% of my income is from car sales. <laughs> over the Just from that, like, one fucking day of granting car sales That's to get us money. Pretty vicious. <laughs> I mean, most of it's from hackers. Yeah. Now. So, yeah, I've done okay. more than, like, um, 200 hours on the game. Apparently. John. That was all very interesting. And now we have about 15 minutes to cover the entirety of the rest of the news. Good. I like oh, a ramble. Nice. I mean, we went 45 minutes over the commercial break, so fuck having a second one of those. Mm. Um, yeah. But I want to talk about something. Well, I want to bring something up. Yeah. Dawn of War 3 is a thing! What? What's Dawn of War? Uh, it, the... That's a Warhammer thing, yes, isn't it? I don't care for Warhammer. I've never been interested in it. But the Dawn of War games are absolutely spectacular real-time strategies. I didn't particularly care for the second one because it stopped the base building. It was more sort of like squad things. But Dawn of War 1 is like my jam when it comes to play. If I want to play a real-time strategy, it's either that or Sins of a Solar Empire. I'll boot up. Maybe tell what jam is it? What? Is it strawberry or raspberry or grape or what? Gooseberry. Is, is it like Warhammer Space Marines? Yeah. But RTS? Yeah, but it's like all their different races. Are you sure you're not thinking of StarCraft 2? No, because it's all their different races, which means you can play as the Eldar and their ability is to go invisible and build portals that can teleport shit. So you can make invisible secrets. He's thinking about the Dark bases. Templar, don't worry. He's just thinking of the Dark no, Templar, the don't Eldar. tell him. The Eldar. And let me guess, there's Tyranids too. He's thinking of the Zerg. It's the Eldar. I know these things. I've, I, they call it forth from the... Yes, the Eldar Protoss. It's fine, oh, shit, don't nice. worry. But no, so yeah, I, mean, I love that because you can really dick around it and I think it's a really good fun game. It's nice and fast and you sort of upgrade your units as you go and they said that Dawn of War 3 is going to have more of a focus on um, uh, base building and stuff like Dawn of War 1 did with a bit more of the squad stuff from 2. I think that's going to be one of the best real-time strategy games of all time. Calling it now! Okay. Mm. In other news, Capcom has issued a threat I believe we should take seriously. Uh -huh. They have stated that Umbrella Corps is just a warm-up for the second half of 2016. And as it's the 20th anniversary of Resident Evil, and there's a very real possibility they might release Resident Evil 7, I think we should take this threat seriously and potentially bomb the building now. <laughs> because... After Resident Evil 5, we thought it couldn't get any worse. Then Resident Evil 6 happens. We don't know how bad Resident 7 will be, but we should consider it weaponized at this point. And it's you just know, not safe. Could you, by them, how far could down you these imagine? games are going, means that Resident <laughs> Evil 8 is going to be amazing. No, it's don't, no, true. No. At some point, it will get. It will do a film so bad it's good. I've, I don't could think that really happens in games. Did. Resident Evil was could like you... one was great, two was uh, three was that's shitty, and then four was spectacular, and then it's just yep. shut up. No, right? Could you imagine if in Resident Evil Six, uh, it's just or Resident Evil Seven? That's a yeah. You you mentally blocked out Resident Evil Six's existence. I've never there for played a minute, any of you? them, and now you've so. remembered it exists, and you're sad. No, but Which in Resident Evil 7, could you... the for its number logo? Was that five? <laughs> that was six. Oh, that was six. That's oh, six. Right. Six, six no, right. apparently can look in... a bit like a, a giraffe receiving a yeah. blowjob, yes. In Resident Evil if 7, really the story is, right, that the Umbrella Corporation have grown trees all over the world to protect it from a silver flare. Okay. Ooh. 
it was Albert Wesker's plan all along. Because it? it was always well, Albert Wesker's plan about all it, along. Just let it happen. So, oh well. That ends that. <laughs> Civilization now, in Need for Speed oh news, yep. All right. Need for Speed have confirmed there will not be a Need for Speed release in 2016. The next one will actually be in 2017. Ooh. Potentially meaning after 217 releases in the past two decades, it's time to actually start spacing them out to every other year. Wait, no, you Do you think that. this is a good decision? No. Let Matt know no. by tweeting at Mattophobia, hashtag Need for Speed 2017 mm. with your opinion about this news. No. Can I just... Look. Okay. Is it a yearly release? I didn't think one was in 2015. I didn't think there was a Need uh, for Speed game for several years. There was, there was years. one in 2015. Like a proper, not a proper one for several years. Wasn't that just the one that was called Need for Speed? That was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that, that was, was Need that for was Speed was, the fifth, was 2015. Well, that was, that, that was but late, there's not okay, going to be one in 16. Yeah, but I didn't, think there, fans for, I didn't think there was one I didn't think there was one for several years. I thought there wasn't one in 14 or 13. I, there's never um. not been one. They're like moths if you leave the window open by mistake in the evening. They just get yeah. in. Yeah, but it's stuff like, yeah, you don't really notice them, though. It's kind of like, you know, you notice the yearly release of Assassin's Creed and, and, and Battlefield and stuff, but this is sort of just like, eh. You don't always notice. I think Assassin's Creed got to the point where you didn't notice them anymore. Like, I'm not sure whether Liberation actually exists or if it was just a fever dream of mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Need for Speed. There wasn't one in 2014. There was uh, on uh, Need for Speed: The oh Run, Matt, 2011. You're Most wanted. Hands. You're talking about Need for Speed things. This bit will only grow stronger if you feed it. Welcome to Need for Speed Corner, no! where we talk about all the Need <laughs> no! for Speed news. We drift Check through out that my... Need for Speed news. Oh fuck me! Welcome We're to my new YouTube channel, Need for Speed Tube. Need for <laughs> Need for Tube. Many a true Need for Speed. <laughs> Oh, uh, Let's go away from in, speed and in other games this. that aren't coming out until 2017. Mass Effect has been pushed back. I didn't know that Mass Effect had a Andromeda. Date, so it's quite hard to beat. It was well, it was kind of one of those that was vaguely earmarked for holiday season 2016, but they've decided no 2017 now, which is almost always a good sign. If something gets pushed back, then that means had they stuck to the original, it would have been rushed. So this is you know, almost certainly good news. No, this is one of these games that I'm very concerned that will happen, the Uncharted 4 syndrome. Mm-hmm. And then the hype be... will take over. Yeah. No, that the hype but will the take that over and it'll be mediocre. But the fact that they're not making it about Shepard, they're, they're not making it about Shepard, which is a good sign. If they dragged mm. Shepard out of retirement to do a fourth one, that would have been really worrying. No, yeah, that would have been terrible, but I, I just... Guarantee I, I know it'll it's be basically come out. about the Wraith, whatever the fuck they were called. It was the Wraith, it was the Reapers. It was Stargate. The, the Rapists. So, no, the Wraith. Oh, it's not the Rapists, although they kind of... You know, but it'll be them Amanda Shepard standing in front like, of the council. I'm really worried about the rapists. We have dismissed such wild accusations. Like There's thing. no such thing as rapist Shepard. There'll be a thing where it's like, oh, is there's this guy who's there's like mysterious signals or some shit. You'll eventually find out it's Shepard, and it'll be like, oh, Shepard, and that'll be his. Yeah, but it, thing. I, 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 I it just could know. theoretically be the Shepard right. Reapers if the control ending was canon. The ending I picked was everybody dies. We'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you try and shoot the Star Child? No, I waited for them to patch an actual correct ending for the series here. Okay. I was one of those people you who see... went, oh my god, this whole game is about history repeating itself. Why can I not do that? <laughs> well, you can. You can just, yeah, you can walk away and just let no decision be made, yeah. yeah but no, they, they patched in another one where you go, no, yeah, that was it, and you go, no, no, and then, yeah. I... Yeah, and it's Liara, and it's the message that Liara recorded, which is actually quite a sweet ending in some ways. I like that ending. Everybody dies, but we'll maybe fix it the next time. 
Yeah. But the thing is, I know, I just know they're going to do it, and it's going to be reasonably mediocre, but it's going to be fucking praised and given fucking high scores and all this shit, because everyone's can I, fucking big old fanboys. Can I just point out fanboys. something? Can I point out something? When Mass Effect 3 came out, and it had that... Mass Effect. Mass Effect. With Mass Effect. With Mass Effect. Well, they did go to Mars very early in the game. When they, when they had that game, and I was doing a video on it, and I didn't like it very much, I, the thing I really didn't like was the multiplayer. Because the multiplayer, oh had, yeah, the, the most I, I never bothered with it. Play to get, and people were like, oh, don't you get things? But to get like the very best ending, you had to play the multiplayer. And the multiplayer had microtransactions in it, and in, in the I believe in the video for it, I claim this is the start of single player pay to win. And a lot of people were like, don't be so stupid. And now look where we are. This is why you should listen to me. I'm clearly smart. Hmm. I think you could well, just get the best rocky. ending if you did like if you like literally a hundred percent of the single player campaign. You could just get enough war assets to get the good no, ending. You could get like the passable ending, and then like a few things will go wrong. Because if you went destroy, you could definitely have Shepard survive without playing any multiplayer. Because I got that. Yeah, but I didn't want to. I wanted everyone to die. I wanted mm. them all to die. Yeah. Like you're such a nice person. Well, if right, if a story is going one way, I will go. I don't care if it's like the dark option. I'll totally do that thing. Like Far Cry Three. When it's like, you've got that dick who becomes an absolute psychopath. When it's like, do you want to keep being a psychopath or do you want to just go back to your friends? I was like, I'm going to keep being a psychopath. Slice, slice, slice. Slicing up my friends. I call out the good ending. He died happy. Yeah. He died happy. That's a fun game. Yeah. What more can you ask for? Yep. <coughs> Any other news? Cause Civilization 6 is a thing. Yes, that was just today. It, we, yeah. we know like nothing about it so it far. It looks a bit sort of looking... mobile phony. It's a bit... Looking at screenshots, it looks like Civ 5 with better graphics. Yes, which is broadly what you'd expect, to be honest. Yeah. No one was expecting a massive overhaul. I had a brief thing I wanted to talk about. Um, mm, I'll do this okay. very quickly. About the upcoming game Mafia 3. Okay, right. Yeah. I think this is going to be a game that is not built for the fans of Mafia and will collapse under its own ass. Because the Mafia try, series... trying to branch out into a... Like, GTA, yeah, the uh, Mafia series yeah. have always been a very serious sort of series. They, they, like, the cars were always very heavy and slow. And it had an open world, but it was just for the missions. There was nothing to do in it, which I always liked because it was just you didn't want to just hang around and dick around. You were still doing your job. But there was an open world so you can get from A to B however you wanted. But now they're doing like this side quest and shit. And it's all, they like going, oh, it's all about action <laughs> driving and stuff. And it's like, oh, and the UI is really modern looking. Like, everything on that UI is very clear, and it doesn't look like the 1960s thing at all. Also, it's not, like, Mafia. It's about Mafia Hunters or something. I'm like, this... So they're just trying to be... G they're just trying to be GTA It 60s. does look like they're trying to be GTA in the 60s, and I think if they do that, they're going to have a backlash from the fans, but also they're not going to have the budget of GTA in the 60s, and it's going to kind of collapse a bit. Well, yeah, but they're probably still going to sell to a bunch of people who want mm. to see They might have GTA noticed that GTA Online has made <clears throat> slightly more enough money to buy everyone in Wales a yacht, yes. so... No, not that again. <laughs> mm -hmm. I thought they were buying everyone in Wales an orange. I've forgotten all the things we said. Uh, I'm going other things. There's a Battlefront 2 coming out, which is the fourth Battlefront game. Which is yeah, really, really, really bloody weird, because they're not even close to done with the first Battlefront yet. Well, why would they? It's EA. They're going to just cut the servers off of that one and go, fuck you all! And then release Because I went one. to check this. I went to check this. Like, the first bit of deal, like, Battle Battlefront, which when it came out, everyone said there's not enough stuff here. That it was it was content light. Yeah. They released Battle for Jakku, and then about the same time, there was a season pass. And the season pass was going to be for four more DLC packs. So oh, far, nice. we've had one, and that was Outer Rim. Yeah. There's Best Bin in Summer, Death Star sometime at the end of this year, 
and the next and the final one hasn't even been announced yet. It's sometime in 2017, and 2017 is already the year they've earmarked for Battlefront 2. So like you know they've announced they've announced the flipping sequel before they've even announced all the DLC packs, which just feels kind of you know distasteful was, to the people who are still paying into Battlefront One, quite frankly. EA. Yeah. EA, sensitive World War One people. Also, I was, uh, I was saying this. I was saying this, John, before. What do we call? Like, are they actually calling it Battlefront Two? If they do, I'm going to be even angrier than normal because most of the time they, they'll now go for a <laughs> subtitle. For instance, Tomb yeah, I mean, Mirror's Edge Catalyst was, at least. Yeah. Ooh, Battlefront Revolution. I'm going to go for. No, Battlefront at least Rebels can... or something. It'll be, won't it? It'll be stuff. But yeah, but Battle at least Front we can... Resistance. Bat... Okay, Battlefront Re something. Just... Which Battlefront Re is it going to be? It might get Battlefront and then whatever the film's called. Whatever Star Wars 8's called. And I really don't like that they're doing the yearly release thing with it. Well, it's AI. Of course they're going to do the fucking... I, I mean, even like, said this so... like, no, it's not a thing. Of course it was going to be a thing. I just... I just resent it because a lot of games work as a, as like a bi-yearly or even three-yearly release of just them making this quality product rather than shitting this if thing it, out every If it's coming out in 2017, fucking... it's going to come out with the eighth movie. So it'll probably be called something along fucking, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, it'll be like that's it. They don't... Dark Side Adventure. I they... don't fucking care. That's the, well, that's the problem. They care more about hitting the fucking time goal as opposed to of actually making it. This is modern gaming game. in a nutshell. I know, in better sci-fi modern gaming news, <clears throat> Stellaris sold 200,000 copies in the first 24 hours, I... thus meaning good game sells that well. That was a bizarre moment, because that's a game that I'd literally never heard a single thing about. I knew nothing about it, and then it came out. Paradox has some hardcore fans. The people who are into, like, Crusader Kings 2 or Europa Universalis 4 are seriously hardcore. I like those games, but they're fucking impenetrable. So I've got a copy of I tried. I, I gave Stellaris a go, and I had fun, although a lot of people were... Other one offense, people were very polite. People very actually... It was a very polite community. Like, I didn't get, like... When I tried Dark Souls and wasn't very good at it, I got a lot of fairly aggressive comments. I when I went into Stellaris... Right. When I went into Stellaris and wasn't very good at it, people were very constructive and helpful. Mm. Which is nice. Your, it's a, it's your, a lovely community, actually. Your community is inherently constructive and helpful. And when you say people were Oh, I broke with them with Dark Souls. I went too <clears> far no, 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 no. with Dark Souls. No. What, you can, no. what you considered aggressive for Dark Souls is just normal YouTube commenting. That's not aggressive, John. That's just a, that's comparatively aggressive for your audience. I, I don't, want to, I don't want to bring this up because I swore I'd never mention this again, but, did, did, but you're aware of the Journey video, right? Oh, oh I said things Ooh. about... That's that <laughs> went too far. I I that I that I've had that oh, list of things that must never be mentioned again. Oh. That's one of those weird games that I'm like, that's a piece of shit, and everyone I mean, likes it. I'm like, the All thing right. is though, the, yeah, the, but the I thing... said it out loud, and I never should have done. A lot of people in the is, Twitch though, chat want that, me to talk but... about Overwatch. All right, I have no interest in Overwatch or Battleborn for that reason, and won't be covering them or really thinking about them. There we go. Trace yeah. is my favorite Overwatch character. I like her ass. How? It's round. <laughs> oh, I don't like. I don't. It's one of these. They're also the the games that are just hyped up, aren't they? They're not terrible. Wait, hang on. I made the wrong. Bastion's my favorite Battleborn character. I like his ass. It's round. Also, his soundtrack is really good. Yeah. Yeah. He plays a nice. Amazing. I like that really anyway. deep voice, the deep yeah. narration that Bastion John. has when he turns into a turret. Hey, Witcher Three: John, Blood and White's like... coming out. It may. That's a news piece. That's all I really have to say about it. But it's a thing. John. Yes. The dislikes on your journey video are like fifteen percent. Yeah, that's really high. For you, that's really high. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the highest but ever. For the rest of YouTube, that's not that bad. I mean, fucking... <laughs> these these podcasts, I think, get that many... Like, that ratio at this point. They're not that bad. They're all right. Uh, Keep an eye on them. 
Pokemon counts. Most importantly of all, we've got new Pokemon <laughs> starters. Uh, Blathers, we've Who's your favourite? Shut up, John. Shut Who's up. your favourite? Blathers. Shut up. Not Blathers. Blathers I'm, throwing, I'm throwing blue tack at my mic. He's in a Pokemon. Shut up, John. You gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them you all. Pokemon. There's 829 of the fuckers now, whatever it is. Oh my god, I made up. A... Oh no, there's there's already about 760. Say, they're about really to add in more. Number and they're it's actually gonna be at like. 900. It's gonna hit like this generation. It will hit like 900, and it's only a matter of time to a thousand. Awful. Okay, you know, based on EA's track record with this, this, this sort of World One thing and what we've been. The new Pokemon's been published by EA. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no he just yeah. means it's in early like... access. Dun dun no, dun. With, with... <laughs> with the track record of this with World War with World War One and the insensitivity towards it, do you think they make a Pokemon? But it's like you're like a like a like American slaver, and it's just about catching all the slaves. Oh my god! You just wander around African villages, That's like going, going to battle the parents. To buy fifty Pokeballs, best value. Fifty Pokeballs, best value. Like I could totally, if they're going down that route, I could totally see them doing that. <laughs> I choose That's you, Pikachu. Cut to a sad man. Oh. <laughs> the Pokemon starters kind of confirmed that Nintendo has officially run out of ideas. I mean, they we, they already kind of had in the previous generations, but at this point we do have Hoot Hoot again, Purloin oh, again, pickers. and Seal again. All three of them are really, really similar to existing Pokemon. They have totally run out of animals. Bulbasaur used whip. Vine whip. <laughs> no, just whip in this case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, I didn't even see that one coming. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. Good at that. Uh. <laughs> Matt, we should end it here because this shit's getting quite dark. <laughs> I mean, uh. Uh. Oh, Pokemon's another thing that I just like, the over, over hype for it just puts me off it completely. I just think it's the like same any thing. interest I might have had in Pokemon. It's the boring bit of RPG. It's just like the numbers versus numbers. Really and is. gameplay, and I'll give a shit. <clears throat> that's all I want. Well, that's it, but like, it's one of those things that just is like averse to any fucking criticism because everyone's just so fanboyish over it that it just fucking. Yep. Here's the thing happens. about critics, right? You need us. Because if it's only fanboys sucking off EA's dick, then they're just going to oh, release even worse shit up you... until the point where you don't even like it. So, oh, did yeah. you see that fantastic video gaming.com article that was like apologizing for their battlefield? Oh that yeah, so that was just really salty. That was that made me laugh. <laughs> I like Jim. And of course, the, the comments underneath it were furious and outraged. <laughs> obviously. Oh God, so good. If you think Uncharted Four is a ten out of ten, then good for you. But I don't, and I make video games. Oh. So I'm gonna make them like, like that one. No, this is the thing because a lot of people watch the reviews and they listen to like critics and stuff because. As opposed to because they're looking for opinions, they just want their opinion, like verified, essentially. Yeah. Mm. I mean, like, like why? Why don't you like the thing I like? We're we're different people. Ooh, but you should. Why does it matter? Who actually cares? Yeah. You can like whatever you want. There is no law against what if, it. What if they're wrong? Well, the, the you it's, you have YouTubers to make it you worse. Have to listen to people that validate you, because otherwise you could be considered wrong. And if you 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 can't be wrong, because you're the main character of life, you have to be right. It's worse for I think YouTubers get it the worst of everyone because when people people become fans of YouTube channels because they're very personable people start yeah. like thinking they're kind of like your friend yep. 
and then well, if it, someone who it? they consider their friend says something they strongly disagree with, they feel like they have the right to react. I'd like to point out more angrily because they I feel a personal relationship. Clear that nobody I talk to is my friend, including you, Matt, as well. Especially you, Matt. Actually, I definitely, mm. I definitely, I hate you too, Matt. You're a we twat. We definitely underline that. I mean, in fairness, Dan, you do pay me to spend time with you, so yeah. I mean, it's probably, you're basically my. I'm more whore. of a prostitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're my yeah. whore. I mean, mm. I mean, you are getting married, but you're still sleeping with a whore. <laughs> sleeping with? Now ordering about? Yes. In well, <laughs> it's five past eleven at night, and where's Dan? Is he with Rebecca? No, he's with Matt. Yeah. <laughs> although, <laughs> although I am thinking about dinner, so I'm cheating on everyone pretty much with a lovely roast I'm about to cook. <laughs> <laughs> food. <laughs> this is this is the life of the YouTuber. I'm like, it's eleven o'clock. I'm gonna cook me a roast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I literally, the other night, I finally, I got to bed at 3am. I was thinking, that's a bit late. Tomorrow I'll have an early night and be in bed by 1am. <laughs> that's it, isn't it, you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why YouTubers have such a late fucking sleep Because schedule. Americans, yeah. we're, we're around for bloody, bloody Americans. Americans. with their bloody being awakeness right now. You all their just bloody got time school, zones. you bastards. Dirty. You bastards. Um, we, um, fucking fuck the Australians. <laughs> oh. Don't, I feel really bad for the Australians because I time everything on my channel. I time for the benefit of Americans primarily. The Australians get really screwed over by everything. Yeah. In fairness, most of your fans are American. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's fifty-five percent or so. Well, the majority of the Nerdcube fans are English. Mm. Are we? At least the ones who. No, we we majority we, we majority American. Well, on on YouTube videos, yeah, but in the sort of like overarching sort of like outside fan community mainly British yeah maybe mainly British maybe I like to yeah, I mean maybe. I always release at 9pm 9pm <laughs> UK time I'd say yeah maybe well 9pm UK time is <clears throat> as everyone's getting home sort of on the the wherever the right hand the side fucking... of America everyone's having the lunch break on the left hand side of America and in Amer in England Where? it's just it's nice Western Eastern. yeah I do 10pm for the same reason, Don't basically. Don't you fucking give me the maybe, but fucking did a census, mate. Oh, yeah, you did your illegal census <clears throat> with all that totally data that you then census. sold to make us money. I did sell it to make... I We made so much money off the census, by the way, thank you. We made pence from Mark <clears throat> Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Wow, Zuckerberg. I want to point out, when I ever tried to look at these market. censuses now... Uh, Google Docs have changed their like f uh, summary view slightly. Uh -huh. It used to be a case of for the fields where you could write anything, it used to sort of have a couple of them, and then you could click view all. Now it doesn't do that. It just loads them all on the page. Nice. And when you got like a thing with like ten thousand responses, that's it takes like a good minute to load the page. Yep, I could hear that making the sound. Yeah, okay. For dies thing in my head. Just do. Okay, forty-three point six percent of people who answered the survey were from the UK, and. 26% were from the US. Really? And 5% were from Australia. That's strange. I can very quickly yeah, check my analytics. Canada. Whoa. Whoa. <coughs> my analytics say... Ooh. That Ooh. Guess how many Japanese people. Set Guess how many Japanese 77. people. 77. Five. Ah. Oh, wow. From my, <laughs> Five. From my watch time, United States is 39%. United Kingdom is 33%. Australia is 5%. Canada is 4 And then the sexy bastards in the Netherlands are 1.9% of my audience. Wait, what Wait, what did you say the UK and, and America were? America is 39. UK is 33. That's so British. Yeah, there's... there's, there's a, a sort of, of British. Australia, sort of Canada, they're all right. Same, but uh, US and, and 
America are sort of higher on this chart than they would be. On if I change it to lifetime, as that was just like the last 28 days, then the United States is 43% and the UK is just 30%. That's interesting. And then really the ma- the female drops off as well, because I'm, <clears throat> I'm a female 10% if I do lifetime, whereas it's the last 28 days, female's about 20%. I, I think that's predicted rather than accurate, though. I, I'm not sure that data's accurate, the male-female thing. Yeah, well, because... I think, yeah. They're, I think they're calculating it as best they can, and they make assumptions that because you are a gaming channel, people they don't know, they just assume are male. Yeah. Only you know, men one of the things like I, video One of the things I really like about this census is that I asked, what country do you live in and... What country were you born in? Uh-huh. And there's a surprising like difference. Like every other country, every country is about the same. But for some reason, America, like 25 percent of people were born there, and like only 26. Uh, and, and, like, <laughs> Whoa! Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> You're very interesting. But, but I'm allergic to numbers, you see, which is why. 27 percent live there, which means a lot of people have emigrated to America, which is kind of depressing, isn't it? Seems dumb. Hey, we should end this because I'm yeah. fucking hungry. Matt's dying, and John's probably going to just talk about Need for Speed if we go on any longer. (laughs) John? There's no more Need for Speed news. We're done with the Need for Speed segment. John? Or Need for Spegment. Need for Smegment. No, actually, that's not... No, Need need for Spegment. We've got to say it right. It's the Need for Spegment. I mean, do you think a car, right, the front of a car, like, do you think that could suit, like, a Smegma sort of bodywork, or...? And on that bombshell, it's time to end this episode of the Grand Tour. I've caught it here first, so it's ours now. Thank you very much for watching. Goodbye, John. Goodbye, Matt. Goodbye, all you lovely bastards that are watching. Goodbye. Ta-ra.